MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, September 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Americans are looking back on the horror and legacy of 9-11, gathering Monday at memorials, firehouses, city halls, and elsewhere to observe the 22nd anniversary of the deadliest terror attack on U.S. soil. Commemorations stretch from the attack sites at New York's World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania, to Alaska and beyond. President Joe Biden is due at a ceremony on a military base in Anchorage, the Associated Press reports. Uh, his visit en route to Washington, D.C. from a trip to India and Vietnam is a reminder that the impact of 9-11 was felt in every corner of the nation, however remote. The hijacked plane attacks claimed nearly 3,000 lives and reshaped American foreign policy and domestic fears. In addition to the many ceremonies scheduled for today, another way of marking the anniversary, Americans do volunteer work uh, on what Congress has designated both Patriot Day and a National Day of Service and Remembrance. Authorities say the escaped murderer who eluded capture since breaking out of a southeastern Pennsylvania prison a week and a half ago has apparently slipped out of the search area and changed his appearance. Pennsylvania State Police said Sunday that Danello Cavalcante was seen overnight near Phoenixville in northern Chester County, more than 20 miles northeast of the area uh, that until now had been the focus of the search. Police say that he made it to the area in a van that he stole from a dairy farm near Westchester. There was a large police presence in Phoenixville on Sunday morning, but shortly before noon, Police said residents may no longer see a large law enforcement presence since investigation leads have emerged that the uh, that indicate Cavalcante is no longer in that area. Police said Cavalcante tried to contact someone he knew and worked with several years ago at about 9.52 Saturday evening in East Pikeland Township. However, that person was at dinner with his family and did not respond. Cavalcante was recorded on a doorbell camera and the homeowner contacted police at 12.30 in the morning after returning home. Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said at the uh, Sunday news conference. Images from the video show Cavalcante is clean shaven now and wearing a green hooded sweatshirt, a black baseball cap, green prison pants, and white shoes, police said. Cavalcante obtained the sweatshirt from the stolen van. Uh, They do not know where he was able to shave. Police have also learned about a sighting of Cavalcante at the home of another former work associate at 10.07 p.m. on Saturday evening. Uh, That associate was not home, but police were called by the friend of the female resident who spotted him. As for the Stolen van. Police say Cavalcante abandoned it in a field behind a barn in East Nantville uh, Township after he apparently ran out of gas. It was found at 1040 Sunday morning. Investigators have been searching around that area since that time. Uh, Bivens said that the theft of the van was not noticed until police canvassed the area looking for the stolen vehicle. Police say Cavalcante was able to steal the van because the keys were left inside. Could you imagine in that area where they're searching for him? Yeah, why would you do this that? This was left open. Just in general. Keys. You know, because you never think, you don't yeah. think that this is going to, you know. No, it's right in your area. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not going to I know people who still, uh, still leave keys in cars and stuff like that. I'm like, well, what? Why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Police are now concerned uh, that he may steal another vehicle. So residents are being asked to secure their cars and property. Cavalcante's sister was also arrested by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. There is no word yet on whether she was connected to the escape. Anyone with information is asked to call 911. There is a $20,000 reward for information that leads to 
Cavalcante's capture. Now, Longwood Gardens officials say now that Cavalcante has moved further north, officials are ready to reopen. They will reopen the garden center uh, on Wednesday, September 13th. Uh, the garden was closed last Thursday due to several sightings of the escapee in that area. The Philadelphia Department of Public Health issued a recall for certain at-home COVID-19 tests on Saturday. Officials stated that city residents who received what they believe to be Flowflex uh, COVID-19 antigen home test should check the lot number on the box. If the lot number reads COV-2110012, officials say to throw the test away and pick up replacements. People can collect new tests from one of five resource hubs around the city. The Department of Public Health stated that during the routine check, staff recorded an unknown lot number of Flowflex tests. Upon investigation, officials discovered that the lot number was not listed on the FDA's self-life ex- uh, extension website. Authorities later confirmed that these tests were not authentic, according to the p- department. I've said it before, but a home pregnancy test works just as it's, well. You can tell yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah, Just as well. Once the discovery was made, tests were removed from the distribution, and officials say that they are working to notify those who may have received them. Approximately 105,000 test kits were found to be invalid, and authorities say roughly 4,000 invalid test kits were distributed through the Department of Public Health. Now officials say they are conducting a full inventory check of all COVID-19 tests in stock to ensure they are valid. Uh, They are also developing procedures to confirm lot numbers and expiration dates. In sports this morning. Hold that. Oh. The Eagles held on to beat the Patriots, winning their season opener 25-20 to yesterday afternoon. Jalen Hurts threw a touchdown pass, and Darius Slay had a 70-yard interception return for a score as the Eagles built an early lead, then hung on at the finish for the win. The Eagles capitalized on two early turnovers by the Patriots, spoiling a day when New England honored former quarterback Tom Brady at halftime. Hurts was 22 of 33 with 170 yards and the touchdown, but had a fumble in the fourth quarter that gave the Patriots a chance at the win. Jake Elliott kicked four goals for the Eagles, who didn't reach the end zone after the first quarter. The Eagles have their home opener on Thursday night and will host the Minnesota Vikings. Kickoff will be at 8-15. The Phillies lost to the Miami Marlins 5-4 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. What Bri- the f*** is it? Brian De La Cruz hit a tie-breaking home run in the eighth inning, and the Marlins, who were held hitless until the seventh, rallied for the win. Dane Myers broke up a no-hit bid by Phil starter Ranger Suarez with a one-out double in the seventh. The Phils are at home again today as they open up a four-game series against the best team in the National League, the Atlanta Braves. Today features a day-night doubleheader with Taiwan Walker getting the start in game one at 105, and Michael Lorenzen is scheduled to start the night game at 640. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. A number of things to mention as we get started on uh, this Monday morning together. We have a new Word of the Week prize today. We have $500 from <laughs> the, the Bagster. So we will give that away <laughs> on Friday. Just listen up for the letters at the end of the program. A uh, couple of guests will be joining us today. Bert 
Kreischer is on the show today. We love Bert. Uh, Bert has his Tops Off the World tour, and he will be coming to the Wells Fargo Center on November 29th. So we'll talk to Bert about all things Bert and Bertness. Uh, so that'll be around 9 o'clock. We're also going to speak to, uh, it's tentative, we'll see what goes on through the course of the morning, but Supervisory Deputy U.S. Marshal Robert Clark about the fugitive and the story and all that stuff. That's not till 10 o'clock. It's that's very authoritative. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. wait till later. They might on catch him before then, and find you never know. Yeah, it might happen. We'll see. So it's uh, tentative. We'll see if we can get him on later on. And we also have new stuff uh, to give away, stocked uh, full of things for you to win, which we'll get with the stupid question, lesson question, all those other things that we do. Uh, a reminder that tomorrow morning we will be announcing our ten winners mm-hmm. of. The uh, President Steve Show, Steve Show side stage live karaoke, live band karaoke yeah, uh, with sidearms. So the voting is done. That got wrapped up yesterday. We're going to do all the tallying and whatnot today and go through and make sure that everything's legit. And then we will announce our winners tomorrow and everybody gets a four pack of tickets to the MMRBQ. That's going to be great. They're on stage on our side stage. And also joining them will be uh, Don McCloskey, who we're very much looking forward to seeing his set. And uh, Jackie Bam Bam spinning some music. So uh, we're looking Looking very much forward to this weekend, this Saturday's the MMR barbecue, and the weather's looking fantastic. Weather's holding tight, uh, eighty and sunny. Yeah, so that's a beautiful thing. And on top of all that, we're we're still in the S's in the back to school A to Z. Uh, Case, was this already played, or no, is this what we're about that's to play? Where we're going to start? We are entering into the still portion of the S's. So we got a number of songs that start with the word "still." Actually, there's uh, there's three of them, but we will be playing. Playing four songs. Mm. Yes, it's kind of interesting how that plays out. Um, so we hope you're enjoying Back to School A to Z. Certainly we are as well and happy to bring it along to you. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, and get into the entertainment reports. A lot of juicy stuff. But we'll get a stupid question as well, and we'll get this forward momentum happening on a Monday. Stay put. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop in and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So Stupid Question Prize is going to give away a pair of tickets as Four Walls presents the Always Sunny Podcast live Saturday, September 23rd, and that will be at the Man Center. And the question that I ask you is this. Goiter yeah. is mostly caused by what deficiency? <laughs> Goiter. Yeah. One of my favorite um, comedy maladies. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Goiter is mostly caused by what deficiency? Let's see if you know. We'll go through birthdays. A bunch of them on the uh, 11th day of September, and they include Harry Connick Jr., uh, who turns 56 years old today. Incredibly talented man. Not only a great voice singer, but he's a great piano player. And an actor. Excellent piano player. He's a good right? actor. Uh, I did an event with him. Uh, he hosted, or I hosted him uh, for her story, and he was such a nice guy. He came in, he spoke to the whole room of people, he did it for free, um, and he talked about, because it was a whole room fill of, filled with women, he yeah. talked about his life and, and all the women in his life. He basically, you know, obviously was raised by his mother, he has all sisters, He uh, his kids are all girls, so he said, you know, I'm, my, yeah, I'm surrounded by women, and uh, yeah, he gave a really nice speech, and he was a great guy, took pictures with everybody, and was super nice. That's cool, because there, there were times when he would have a reputation as being difficult, mm. and um, every time we've encountered him, he's been... Fine. It's been great. 56 today. Brian De Palma, the uh, director who's uh, brought us a lot of great things, including Carrie, Scarface, The Untouchables, Mission Impossible, and a bunch more. Uh, he turns 83 years old. Dressed today. to kill. He was also, uh, he was briefly married to Nancy Allen. Okay. Uh, she was the, the, the bitchy girl in Carrie. Yeah. And um, they, they broke up. Uh, happy 83rd to him. Uh, Christy McNichol. Ah. Remember her from the show Family? I do remember her. Buddy was her name on there. I yeah. Believe. She is uh, celebrating her 61st birthday. Little I, Darlings. I had a total crush on her when I was a kid. Yeah, Little Darlings was great. Her and Tatum O'Neill. Love that movie. Uh, Ludacris. Ah. The ah. rapper and actor turns 46 years old today. What would I know his acting... Uh, Fast and the Fast Furious. furious. He's yeah. been on yeah, yeah, tear. I, yeah. I, I tapped out of those, so yeah, I didn't... I, didn't we have him in here one time? Um, I don't know. Yes, Mercy's giving a thumbs up. We did, and I, but I don't remember what it was for. And I, when he was in to visit, um, he went by Chris Bridges, which is his real name, okay. uh, for whatever project he was promoting at the time. Yeah, there's a photo of it. How about that? It was with Mark Oh, Wahlberg. yeah. Oh, was it for Four Brothers? No, it that, wouldn't have been. Oh, man, Steve. I'll look it up while Preston. Right. Oh, He's 46 ah, today. Uh, then we have DJ and musician Moby. Moby. Uh, who, Casey's favorite. Yeah, the turns 58 today. Zubazane to you, brother. Zubazane to everybody. Uh, <laughs> his real name is Richard Melville Hall. He is actually related. Yeah, to Melville. And that's yeah, why he went. Hold on. This is Casey's impression of Moby. Zubazane, everybody. This is the best. Being caught in the boring ring. Southside, is that was the name of that song that you were kind of riffing on? Yeah. You know what I kind of like that song? Yeah. Yeah, well, because the the chorus is good. The rest of the song sucks ass. But when uh who do you call gets in there? What's her name? Uh Gwen Stefani. Yeah. It's good. When she gets in there. It's That's good. the good part. Yeah. Right. Moby's fifty eight. Do that right. part. Do more of that part. Steve, it was a, a movie called Max Payne that uh, Mark Wahlberg and wow. Wow. That's it. Max Payne was a video based game. on the video game. Yeah. yeah. Pre- Preston, it was the first game that had bullet time. 
Oh, we, yeah, you could slow it down. down. That's oh, great. That would have been one of the first times we had uh, Mark Wahlberg in studio. Uh, it's also Johnny Buckland's birthday today. He plays guitar for a band called Coldplay, and he is turning 46 years old today. <laughs> the problem this here is, is him is, on the guitar. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of like rocking Coldplay like, yeah. guitar well, songs, but at the yeah. end of this song, great guitar. Yeah, generally, it's a, it's a piano is is what kind of rules the roost in that band. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, he's obviously an important part of the band. So. He turns, there's guitar, he turns 46 years old today. Uh, another uh, in the uh, kind of alt vein, Richard Ashcroft, singer of The Verve, yeah. is his uh, birthday today. Here's he, an interesting band. Yeah, he turns uh, 52 mm. years old. They didn't make a dime off this song. And then more, yeah, no, this is a sample wow. from a Rolling Stones cover, I believe, so. Well, this is such a beautiful, beautiful great. song. Great, so happy 52nd to Richard Ashcroft. Uh, then a really talented vocalist by the name of Tommy Shaw. And actually, solid guitar player, too, uh, from Styx. Uh, he turns uh, 70 years old today, so a big birthday for him. I've seen him in concert a few times, actually. And he's, uh, he's good. He's a great musician. He can get way up high. His, his uh, register is very, very high. He does you don't not like this song. He does not sing on this song. Oh, God. I, Renegade. Renegade. Is one that he's on. Crystal right. Ball is another one that he sings, but if you want to mm-hmm. and Renegade, yeah. There you go. There it is. That is Tommy Shaw. So happy 70th birthday to Tommy Shaw. Then we have a guy who's been in our studio before. Great conversation with him. Mickey Hart of the Grateful Dead. It was great. Yeah. And we didn't know what we were going to get. And uh, he was a lot of fun. He was, he was, you know, real trippy like you would think. Uh, and he celebrates his 80th birthday today. So I'm not a big Dead fan, but I've watched documentaries on the band, and they're fascinating, and Jerry Garcia, you know, yeah. all that stuff, all that history. Yeah, there there are parts of the Dead that I do like. I'm just not all yeah. in on the Dead. Like Me too. Some people are, and uh, that's fine if that's your jam, so rock on. Uh, so he turns 80 years old today, Mickey I'm surprised, Hart. though, Bress, because they have two drummers, two full-on drum kits in the band. I thought maybe that would, like... You know what? They don't really you. need two drummers <laughs> no. in a band, and uh, to be they just didn't know how to say no when somebody I, wanted I think to join the band. It. I think they were just all super duper good friends and partiers together. Like, yeah, we can have two. Listen, they were shown and they'd forgotten they had hired a drummer already. Because <laughs> it's uh, not very dynamic percussion no. in in, uh, in, um, in my personal opinion in The Grateful Dead. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. We're moving on. E.G. Daly, the actress. We had her in the studio. Yep. Uh, she was in Casey, one of Casey's all-time favorite movies, mm-hmm. uh, Pee- Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She played Dottie. Um, Valley also, Girl? Uh, yep, Valley Girl and the voice of Rugrats. She was Tommy Pickles. And in the Powerpuff Girls, she was the voice of Buttercup. And Better Off that. Dead. And Better Off Dead. Yep. She sings in that. Yeah, she's 62 years old today. Uh, Lola Falana. Oh, my God. Is a birthday that... Uh, she's a beautiful girl, Lola Falana. A dancer, and actress. <laughs> Caught her at uh, Caesars Palace in Vegas. Joy and I went and had a wonderful time. She's... And then uh, after that, we went over to Marty Feldman's house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Marty Feldman. Wonderful Preston. She was uh, a dancer? She was. She was a singer, too, Preston. A dancer. Eighty-one years old today. Uh, Virginia Madsen, yes, uh, sister of Michael Madsen, had a resurgence in her career with the movie Sideways because uh, she had kind of phased out a little bit. But um, she's a great actress, Candyman. Uh, Candyman, yeah, that's right. And in Dune, she pretty much narrates the movie. She plays uh, the princess uh, in uh, Dune. Would you pick Michael Madsen and her as being no. in the same family? Not in the same gene yeah. pool at all. She's sixty-two today. Uh, Amy Madigan, Field of Dreams, <laughs> Uncle Buck, What's Mrs. Ed Harris. <laughs> What's that? What's a Shanice? <laughs> 
That's from Uncle Buck. <laughs> Is that from Uncle Buck? Yeah. I like Uncle Buck. <laughs> Me too. It, it's one of the lower level uh, John Hughes films, but yeah. there are moments that are pretty damn good. I hadn't watched it, like, uh, I, I don't think ever, and then a couple of years ago I watched it, and I was howling yeah? when he said, he call, he's talking to the homeowner, the mom, and he's like, how many times are you supposed to feed this dog yeah. a day? <laughs> and he's like, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was like six or seven times yeah. or something like that. I like how he would yeah. just leave the toilet seats open yeah. for the water. That was the water drink. Yeah. Oh, the water's man. blue, <laughs> like solid blue. Uh, we also have uh, Taraji P. Henson. Love mm. her. Excellent. Uh, Hustle and Flow, Hidden Figure. She's great in Empire. She had some toot in that. She is 53 years old today. And in Casey, I saved one of your favorites for last. Sarah Holcomb, who played a character named Maggie O'Hooligan uh. in Caddyshack. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for nothing! <laughs> That's not me. Is it Nick? That's Nick. Nick. Oh. Thanks for nothing. And a, a long time ago, that's Preston, all I need. That's all I. And the the, uh, the whole scene where she comes dancing out on the green. I fast forward through that. In fact, I fast forwarded. Oh, yeah, it. that's what you hate. Throw, I, I fast forwarded through that so many times that oh. anytime we would watch it on VHS, that part of the movie would get all squiggly. Um, but you pointed out to me a long time ago that it's also the same girl in Animal House. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what's the affectation? Is is the uh, is the Irish brogue her real or no, is it no? no right? Because no, no, no. it's horrible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now here's an interesting mm-hmm. thing in Animal House. First. Well, I didn't know her name was Maggie O'Hooligan uh, in Caddyshack and Animal House. That character actually has a name. I don't think I don't know if she ever says the name, but her name is Clorette DePasto. Well, she's the mayor's daughter. She's the mayor's daughter. Yeah, and Mayor DePasto, right. Carmine, right? Yes. You take your thumb out of my house that time. No. I will have your legs broken. Uh, and, then, and then he goes. He goes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so she is 65 years old today, but Caddyshack was the last credit no kidding. on her IMDb. She bailed on uh, on acting after that. Huh. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. A goiter is mostly caused by what deficiency? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Victoria to see if she knows the answer. Hi there, Victoria. Good morning. How Good. are you? Wonderful, Victoria. All right, so if you have goiter, it's mostly caused by what kind of deficiency? Iodine. Iodine. Yeah. You're correct. Hang on, Victoria. Going to give you a pair of tickets as Four Walls presents the Always Sunny Podcast Live. Saturday, September 23rd. That will be at the Man Center and uh, President Steve uh, show here, of course, welcoming the gang back to Philadelphia. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster. I forgot to tell you this, but you know who's opening up that show is Don McCloskey. Hey! He's doing barbecue this weekend and then uh, that show with uh, Rob and um, Charlie and Glenn the following weekend. Nice. Yeah. All right, I got a lot to get to. Let's just dive into this. At the box office, number one was The Nun 2. It dominated. Really? Yeah. Uh, followed by Equalizer 3, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Jawan, uh, Barbie was fifth, and you have Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, Oppenheimer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and number 10 was Bottoms. Uh, we're going to start with this. I'm sure you guys saw it. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were two of more than 50 people who wrote to the judge in the Danny Masterson sexual assault trial. We have audio for this, Marissa, if you don't mind. Um, and they were supporting... 
uh, the convicted actor ahead of his sentencing per court documents attained by Variety. Now, Kutcher and Kunis wrote letters in an effort to urge the judge for a lesser sentencing. In Kutcher's letter, he referred to Masterson as a role model. In Kunis's letter, she vouched for Masterson's exceptional character and referred to him as an outstanding older brother figure. Oh. Masterson had been facing 30 years to life, which is the maximum sentence allowed by law. His defense was asking for 15 years to life. Uh, so those who wrote letters to the judge were likely aware he would be getting at least 15 years in prison. And on Thursday, he was sentenced to the maximum 30 years of, uh, to life, and yeah. he will be eligible for parole when he is 77 years wow. old. Um, Other stars from that 70s show who wrote to the judge include Deborah Jo Rupp, who played Kitty on the sitcom, and Kurtwood Smith, who played Red. In Kutcher's letter, he wrote, while I am aware that the judgment has been cast as guilty on two counts of rape by force, and the victims have a great desire for justice, I hope that uh, my testament to his character is taken into consideration in sentencing. I do not believe that he is an ongoing harm to society, and having his daughter raised without a present father would be a tertiary injustice in and of itself. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Kunis's letter adds, I wholeheartedly vouch for Danny Masterson's exceptional character and the tremendous positive influence he has had on me and the people around him. His dedication to leading a drug-free life and the genuine care he extends to others make him an outstanding role model. Uh, both Kutcher and Kunis wrote about Masterson's drug-free lifestyle and noted he was a positive force on their lives. Now, obviously... They faced a lot of blowback from this. Yes. Um, and so many people took to social media to criticize them. Uh, one of Masterson's accusers, Chrissy Cornell Bixler, wrote on her Instagram stories that Kutcher is just as sick as Masterson for supporting him. Uh, Christina Ricci called the couple out on her Instagram stories as well. Uh, she said that uh, some, so sometimes people we loved and admired do horrible things. They might not do these things to us, and we only know who they were to us, but that doesn't mean that they didn't do horrible things, and to discredit the abused is a crime. So uh, Kutcher and Kunis released a video on Instagram Saturday addressing the backlash, and that is what we have some audio of to play. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do it. And we're sorry if that has taken place. So, obviously, they're facing mm. some uh, criticism for that. It'd be a weird position to be in, you know, I mean, if they're especially good. if it was somebody you were really, really close to. Yeah. They've done something horrible. You know it. But you still have this side of life that you've shared with them. I'd, I, I don't ever want to find myself in that no. position. You know who had a, a, an interesting um, conflict um, uh, played out over his podcast was Mark Maron, who uh, when he was def- – um, God, now I'm having the pleasure himself. Uh, the comedian in front of people. Um, oh, uh, Louis C.K. Oh, Louis C.K., yeah. yes. Yeah. Very good friends with Louis C.K. And he talked about when all that came forward. And he said, you know, he, he's my friend. You know, what do I do? And, and how do I work through this? So I know. his his resolution was, I will be a friend to the person I know. And that's all I can do. Right. You know, and he kind of threw it, out, threw it out there and said, you judge as you will. But mm. this is my... This is my vantage point. This is where I'm coming from. So please understand that. Yeah, you know, it's weird. It's, it's it's a weird position to be in. So I'm sure there'll be more on this, and if there is, we will let you know about it. Um, Martin Shorts.
fellow actors are coming to his defense after an op-ed published by Slate referred to the only murders in the building actor as, quote, exhausting, sweaty, and desperately unfunny. Uh, the, SI, the essay, titled Why We Keep Putting Up with Martin Short, says Short's characters are over the top and unbelievably annoying. Who wrote this? And I, I, dis- I disagree with whoever wrote this. Like, well, well yeah, you. of course, and that's what you're getting is, is the massive blowback. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. But, I mean, uh, as I, I was reading a large portions of this article or this essay, uh, I didn't get to, I didn't find the actual full original thing, but I was getting snippets of it. I don't think this guy knows about SCTV and the movies and inner space. Yeah, I, don't know. I think he's dealing with a Martin Short of recent, and even then, he's hilarious. After the article was published on Friday, stars such as Ben Stiller, Mark Hamill, and John Cusack uh, spoke in favor of the father of the bride actor on social media. Martin Short, uh, so Stiller wrote on, um, Martin Short is a comedic genius, end of story. Mm-hmm. And Hamill wrote, hard to believe people are actually debating whether or not Martin Short is funny. Newsflash, he's hilarious. Uh, but you know what? Comedy subjective. It is. This dude wrote an article. Is there anybody that is revered that you just don't think is very funny or you don't get? I'm sure oh, we God. all yeah, have yeah, that, yeah. right? You know what? For of course, years. you don't write an article about it. No. I don't go around saying, this person's not funny. Because yeah. I know he's really funny to a lot of other people than me. You know it's a terrible flavor? Yeah, right. Pistachio. Yeah. yeah, what's that well, about? Who, who created that? <laughs> right. my, my best friend in, in high school and college could not stand, could not stand... Jim Carrey. Yeah. And we were all, we'd go to Dumb and Dumber and we, you know, the mask and all, and they're making us laugh. And my friend Dave was just like, hey, I, I don't get it. I, and I felt bad for Dave for missing out on like the joy we were getting out of these the Jim Carrey movies. But, you know, it's like my dad and Tony Danza. Like, Can I tell you something? I mean, to be honest, and, and I, I love this guy and I think he, he was a, a genius, but Robin Williams' stand up never did it for me. For you, yeah. 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 Uh, there, I'll tell you who mine is. And I've tried and I've tried to watch his specials and I, I can't even get through the first 15 minutes of it, but Chris Rock, I don't get it. I just don't think it's funny. That's absolutely fine. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. Uh, yeah. I know he's revered as possibly the greatest, and I just it's not my it's not, your thing. not my brand of humor. Yeah, so, you yeah. Know? Uh, but I don't go around going Dave Chappelle sucks. <laughs> yeah, right, right. What's right. that all about? I read articles about it. Yeah. So, but whatever. So, uh, but people are sticking up for Martin Short, and I personally think they rightfully should. <laughs> if, I think he's if hilarious. You can't watch Jiminy Glick alone. Oh. <laughs> that character is oh. one of the funniest things Three ever amigos. put on video. Three amigos. Come on. Lots of great Come stuff. on! Uh, let's see. Drew Barrymore revealed on Instagram Sunday that the Drew Barrymore show will be returning for its fourth season amid the ongoing strike, uh, SAG-AFTRA and WGA. Uh, this comes after the actress stepped away from hosting the MTV Movie Award and TV Awards in May in support of the Writers Guild of America. Uh, she said, I own this choice. We are in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is struck of any kind. Uh, but according to the Hollywood Reporter, the WGA GA plans to picket outside of the show studios on Monday. So they're not done with it. Uh, nope. And uh, a spokesperson from the union said that uh, the Drew Barrymore show has, quote, stayed off the air since the strike began on May 2nd, but has now unfortunately decided to return without its writers. Uh, the spokesperson added the Guild has and will continue to picket any struck show that continues production for the duration of the strike. You know what Trisha do? She should hire a whole bunch of goons to come in with baseball bats <laughs> and get like a real like riot in front of the studios. <laughs> With her, like, you know, like like a Stallone in Fist. Make it really mean. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A few people got married over the weekend. So, Chris Evans and Alba Baptista 
have gotten married. The Captain America star, who's 42, and his stunning actress girlfriend, who is 26, are married. They secretly wed at their Boston area home this weekend. Uh, she's um, she's adorable. Uh, the couple's wedding was reportedly a very private affair. Guests had to sign NDAs and were not allowed to use their phones. Chris and Alba were, uh, they only invited the closest family and friends. Did you sign your da? Uh, famous names on the guest list included Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and Jeremy Renner. So the oh, Avengers were the there. Avengers there. Yeah. Uh, Chris and the Warrior Nun star have chosen to keep their relationship mostly out of the public eye. Uh, they seemingly began dating in early 2022, uh, but it wouldn't be until later in November 2022 uh, that they had been spotted holding hands during a romantic stroll in New York City. So is the age spread again? He is 42 and she is 26. So it's, it's a good spread. Years. It's a good spread. Yeah. Uh, by January 2023, a source dished to Us Weekly that Chris and Alba had gotten serious and this was the most committed anyone could ever remember him being in a very, very long time. Two months later on Valentine's Day, 2023, things got even more real when Chris posted PDA photos Ooh. of his love on Instagram. I love you. So he has finally found the one after dating a handful of actresses over the years. He dated uh, Jenny Slate, Jessica Biel, Minka Kelly, and also have been linked to Kate Bosworth, Christina Ricci, Diana Agron, and Lily Collins as well. At a certain point, you've effed everyone. <laughs> right? So, Hang uh, it up. Yeah. All right, you. Yep. Uh, also getting married over the weekend, Good Morning America host Robin Roberts confirmed the reports that she married her longtime girlfriend, Amber Lane, with an Instagram post shared on Sunday alongside photos of the couple holding hands in their white wedding dresses. Roberts wrote an, wrote an intimate, magical wedding ceremony in her backyard, followed by a joyous reception, Oh, the Dancing. And she said, we are immensely grateful to all for making it a day and a night to remember. A honeymoon, here we come. And uh, the guest list included, included stars such as Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Hmm. So another star-studded event. How about that? They should have done a double wedding, Chris Chris Evans and... Uh, and uh, yeah. Oh, you saved money Robert that Roberts. way, man? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I know things are tight. So this is interesting. Zoe 101 actress Alexa Nicholas took to Twitter on Friday to share her experience meeting Joe Jonas when they were younger. And she said, I met Joe Jonas when we were teens. And let's just say he's the guy who wore a purity ring but asked for nudes. (laughs) Okay. I don't know anything beyond that. They were both teenagers, yeah. so, you know. Is his public image that of a, a goody two-shoes? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe back then he was. I, I have no idea. It's not Hanson. It's the Jonas Brothers. But speaking of him, he seemingly denounced many rumors swirling around his impending divorce uh, from Sophie Turner and urged fans not to believe everything they hear. During a Jonas Brothers concert on Saturday at Dodger Stadium, uh, he took a moment to briefly address the onslaught of hate that he's received since news of the separation from Turner was announced. Fan footage from the concert show. Joe telling the audience that it's been a tough week. He said, I just want to say, if you didn't hear it from these lips, don't believe it, okay? They're getting divorced. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, they are, definitely. But he said, thank you, everyone, for the love and support. Me and my family love you guys. But yeah, they, they put a joint statement yeah, yeah, out. It's, it's, it's out. And, and we've determined that it's because she went out in front of the house to fart on the ring doorbell camera. Oh, I forgot about that. What it was? <laughs> That's right. We she, determined, still got, yeah. she didn't want to do it in yeah, front of him. And he, he, she had told him that she didn't have a butthole. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, so the speech came before the band sang their song Hesitate, which Joe has said he wrote about Sophie. During the performance, Joe made a slight tweak to the lyrics from Don't Be Scared Because I'm On Your Side to Don't Be Scared Because I'm On Her Side. Oh, 
my God. Oh, no. That's crazy. Joe then became visibly upset while singing the emotional, I'm scared. The emotional song. He was upset. He wasn't really scared. <laughs> scared. Yeah, so. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Listen to that emotion. There's a lot it's of emotion. It's ripping him up. It's tearing him apart. In that. Uh, Marilyn Monroe's Brentwood home was granted a temporary reprieve from demolition after a unanimous L.A. City Council vote on Friday. It's Hollywood history. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Council member Tracy Park was rushing against the clock to save Monroe's final residence after learning Wednesday that the owner, Glory of the Snow Trust, had requested a permit to have the iconic Spanish colonial residence demolished. Uh, She said, immediately, my team and I sprung into action, but unfortunately, the Department of Building and Safety issued a, de- a demolition permit before my team and I could fully intervene Man. and get the issue resolved. It's like the first Brady Bunch movie. Uh, the 11th yeah, District <laughs> Council member wore red lipstick and styled her short blonde hair a la Monroe as she gave an impassioned speech I announcing stop. that she, she would be bringing emotion <laughs> to initiate consideration of historic cultural monument status for Monroe's home. Uh, the motion presented to the council called for immediate action to initiate uh, consideration for the home as a city historic cultural monument. Was this not the home that the, she died in? Yes? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it is. The, uh, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I just looked it up and uh, I, I didn't realize this or I'd forgotten, but she was only 36 when she died. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was tragic. Yeah, yeah correct. Yep. Uh, so many weighed in on the matter during the public comment portion of the meeting. Some slammed the urgency around preserving Monroe's home while the city faces a homeless crisis, uh, while others spoke to the importance of honoring women by saving the home. Uh, the city council uh-huh. voted unanimously to move forward to considering the home for historic cultural monument. Yep. They're not going to tear it up and put in low rent housing. They're, they're, no. they're going to yeah. they're going to put in top you know price uh, condos or something. Yeah, it's in Brentwood. Yeah. Um, in the recent Rolling Stone report about Jimmy Fallon's toxic workplace in The Tonight Show, two employees say they witnessed Fallon berate a staff member who was holding cue cards while Jerry Seinfeld appeared on the show. Um, according to the one of the employees, they said uh, it was very awkward and Jerry was like, you should apologize to him, almost trying to make it a joke. In response to this, Seinfeld told Variety in a statement, this is so stupid. I remember this moment quite well. I teased Jimmy about a flub, and we all had a full laugh about how rarely Jimmy is thrown off. It was not uncomfortable at all. Jimmy and I still occasionally recall it and laugh. Idiotic twisting of events, he said. So this person who was there and part of it said that it was nothing. Um, Jerry Seinfeld said it was nothing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this other person said no, that it was right, right. a thing. So, But listen, Jerry's been known to be a little bit... Harsh to people, too. So maybe he thought it was no big deal, but the other people did. So it's all It's all dumb. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 there's there's no criminal thing going on here. Like, they're just like, well, he's not he's not as nice as... Well, listen, we all have bad moments. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I don't know. I don't, like, <laughs> we're, we're like, the, the you know, the sum of all of our parts, not just like, you know, one... Uh, you can't no, take someone because they've had one bad two years. Right. R- right. No, but if, if, if you're a boss, and treating people like crap. If you're an employee, you can't do that either. either. You're not supposed to. I understand you're, you're that. Not, you shouldn't have to deal with that. But like Seinfeld saying, like, no, it really wasn't that bad. And then no, this thanks. guy was going, yeah, no, it really was. Well, then, no, that no, am I supposed to believe? No, thanks. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're, I don't know. Yeah. 
So. No, thanks. <laughs> All right. And then uh, one last story. On Friday, Apple TV Plus released the first teaser trailer for Monarch Legacy of Monsters starring Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt Russell. How about that? Who we were just talking about last week. We got him in the studio. And the pair will be playing the same character at different ages. Oh. Uh, according to Variety, the series follows two siblings as they discover a secret organization called Monarch and a world of monsters, including Godzilla. Uh, the series will premiere on the streaming platform on November 17th. I hope this is good because Monarch is the organization that is uh, spoken of in the last couple of Godzilla movies, you know, yeah. the uh, uh, and so it's this uh, uh, this global uh, organization. So I hope they follow through with it and don't cheapen the on the uh, special effects. By the way, I got to go back a second here. Now okay. that I'm thinking about I'm trying to think about if I've ever worked for a boss who was a, a real jerk. Yeah. Big Dog yeah. was an a-hole. Oh, Big Dog was really... Oh, my God. He not was, just a... Um, he was mean. Quirky. Really? He was just mean to everybody, and it was miserable coming to what work. What was the meanest thing he ever did to you besides... Not me. you get I, that hat, I, Kenny? I, I watched him victimize this guy who was our promotions director, and he went by Colonel Steve Austin, which is, <laughs> was his name. Uh, well. But he would just well, he maybe. would just start in on him mm. about how what a, what a horrible employee he was and how he wasn't doing anything and would just browbeat him nonstop, and I saw it all the time, and I felt so bad because I go by and I see him sitting at his desk, and he just wanted to be in the radio business. He just wanted uh. to work and do this, and this guy was beaten. And he, sometimes he would do it. I could tell just because he liked mm. doing. Well, that's it. just cool. It's not cool. Statistic. Not cool at all. I felt so bad for him. And you know what? He ran him right out of the business. He quit. Colonel Steve Austin left. He quit and did something else. Then he hired Lindsey Wagner. I always felt really bad for him. So, all right, let's do clips now. The horror flick, The Nun 2, topped the box office this weekend, which has to be a big relief for the cast and crew. And here, director Michael Chavez talks about the challenges of filming. Here we go. It was the longest, most hardest journey to get that thing pulled off. And um, it basically was like I was working on that until the end. It was like the first thing I was working on and the last thing I was working on. It, that was 100% a beast and really, uh, and, and it almost broke me. I didn't know, I didn't know was, one scene could break someone. How scared. Uh, the Nun 2 is scary. <laughs> Very scary. And it's out in theaters now. Here is our next clip. Haunting in Venice. Ooh. Is the screen adaptation of Agatha Christie's novel about a retired detective who is forced to solve the murder of a guest at a seance he is attending. And in this clip, production designer John Paul Kelly discusses bringing the set to life. It was the longest, most hardest journey to get that thing pulled same off. And that's the same clip. Uh, that's because I was doing something else. I okay. apologize. Right. <laughs> Here's the other clip. Here we go. The house, unlike normally in a movie, the house is a background nice. to help enhance, tell the story of the actors, you know, where they came from and so on. In this case, the house is a character. It's, it sits alongside the actors. It's a potential suspect. And, um, you know, so did the house do it? You know, so, so it had a prominence that was really interesting and really exciting, you know, as a designer. Is he saying heist? Yeah, heist. The heist. Yeah, heist. The house. Okay. I thought he was saying the heist. No, the heist. At first, the heist. The heist heist where you live. Okay. With your big yard and your (laughs) (laughs) circus. 
In I your am, larving uh, room. I'm hosting a screening of this tomorrow night uh, in King of Prussia, so I'll let you know, uh, know how it goes. Because, I, it's a Kenneth Branagh film. Yeah, and, and he it's looks. I good. love Kenneth Branagh. And uh, Tina Fey's in it. I, I don't know if Tina Fey's ever done like a horror movie before. No. Uh, but Steve, my review will be like this for most of it. My hands will be in front of my face because I well, hate horror movies. It's Agatha Christie-esque, is it not? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's a, he's Poirot. Yeah. Uh, Poirot. Uh, so it's going to be in the opening, heist. opening this Friday, and we actually have screen, uh, we have some passes to give away to this event that uh, Nick, not only you, but Casey and Marissa are a part of, and it is going to be on Wednesday. Nice. Uh, so day after tomorrow. And if you would like to go to it, I can give away a couple of these now. We'll take uh, callers 15 and 16. You have to be at least 21. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, so 15 and 16. Um, it, it, this is going to be the special murder mystery event at uh, Red Room Theater. Awesome. And courtesy of A Haunting in Venice, and it includes a complimentary buffet and a first free drink, too. And then you get admission to the advanced screening of the film, which will only be in theaters on September 15th, by the way. So we'll take those callers now. How about that? 215-263-WMMR. All right. We got that stuff out of the way. We're going to take a break. We have more of the A to Z. We're in the still section of the S's. And we also have Burt Kreischer joining us on the program today, amongst other things. That's the way you start a Monday. We'll be back in a moment. Hang out with us. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. This month's band will be opening the MM Barbecue on Saturday, September 16th. It's Vixen 77. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I think somebody texted the wrong radio station. What is it? Why? Say? What is it say? <laughs> <laughs> this says, I do believe in life after love. Hearing her music this early in the morning totally makes my day. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't make any references to no, share, did no, we? No. And we did not play. No. Could it have been anything? Like when we go to commercial maybe there's no some, like are they listening live or they listening on the think podcast so. i do not know this is the, the text response that comes back automatically if you text us says gadzooks thanks for texting the preston and steve show so i wonder whoever this is if they realize they made a mistake or well, not thanks for listening to me <laughs> i do believe in life after love it's, it's crazy because last night on the collector's corner was someone who collected share memorabilia what what a confluence of events oh that's great that's great. I love seeing that. That's one of that. Well, somebody's day was made by Sharon. somebody's day was made. I, I'm all for that. I do kind of like that song, believe it or not. Yes, it was one of the first that did the laugh after the auto tune. Auto tune. Yeah. People. I just think. What was that? I just think of Steve though. Every time I hear it, I do. used to like it too, but now that's what I ruined it. You've ruined. I ruined it for you. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back uh, to what we chatted about in the entertainment report briefly because we were getting a number of responses uh, via text. And maybe they were listening to different radio show. But there was an article that uh, was written on in Slate, and uh, whoever wrote the article uh, is not a fan of Martin Short and went so far as to call him like 
horribly unfunny or some some kind of over the top. Well, I think uh, characterization of that. Yeah, and you raise the point. It's it's, it's all subjective. But to yeah. take to t- take your uh, article space or whatever you're allotted yeah. and committed to crapping all over someone who clearly many other people find amusing. Yeah, seems like a waste of time. But still. And that could very well be he's just throwing bombs and just wants to get this reaction and then mission accomplished. But, um, yeah, it uh, it did raise the question, you know, iconic people or comedians, uh, people who are comedic actors who everyone seems to love that you just don't get it. Yeah. And and I guess some of that maybe maybe the reason you might, you know, yell this from the mountaintop or something like that is. You feel out of place maybe when everybody else is in on the joke and you aren't. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out it's there. It's possible. That's the case or not, but... I've, I've, never, I've never viewed it as a as a condemnation of me if I'm not along with everyone else on something. Right. It's just my taste. Right. You know? Uh, but obviously, a lot of stars came, you know, to Martin Short's defense because he's, he's hilarious. I think he's hilarious anyway. But we started to admit our own, yeah. who we really don't get as well and a number of people were texting in and I'll, I'll I'll read a couple of these in a second but I personally said like I've never I never got the whole Dave Chappelle thing I didn't watch the Chappelle show I saw a couple of bits and I'm like I don't think this is really funny and I never got it and I've seen his stand up since then and I don't really get it I didn't really get Louis CK either uh, I know you love him and, and I'm actually his comedy. More, more a Chappelle fan Louis CK's writing over his stand up yeah so that's and you can make that delineation um, like I wasn't as big a fan of the Chappelle show as I am of the stand-up. So uh, I brought up Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams stand-up never, never did really it for did you. it for me. However, I love Robin Williams, and I think he's an astonishingly funny comedic actor and dramatic actor. Kathy doesn't get Chris Rock. Chris Rock, no. yeah, at all. Somebody texted this in, and uh, it rang true with me. And and I apologize if you are a fan of this person, but I don't get Sebastian Maniscalco at all. Okay, and, and uh, when I watch him, I. I think that he, Steve. I think his writing is great. I, his delivery just throws me off every time, and it's that staccato <laughs> delivery. And I'm just like, you just, know, it's funny. Tell Nick? the joke, man. What's funny is it's his delivery that sells it for <laughs> okay. me. So, in other words, I would say that the stuff wouldn't work if you were to read it. But he, the, the thing in the, uh, you know, the, the gestures it. and all that stuff that that's selling. You know what? In the beginning. I uh, Dice Clay didn't do it for me. Right. And then I sat back. I think it was that special president where Elliot Gould was in the audience and he was ripping. <laughs> he was making fun of Elliot Gould. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I need to revisit this. And and now I love Dice Clay. Hey, I'm going to go to uh, Steve because we actually had a few people text in this person. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Uh, I was calling in to let you know that uh, one of the ones I don't really... Get it? Get is Will Ferrell. I've heard that. I've heard that from a number of. Now, obviously, he's not a stand-up. So, just is there anything in particular that resonates to you in the Will Ferrell catalog that everyone adores that you just cannot get behind? I have a couple, actually. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I would say. Step Brothers for some reason. Oh my God! That's 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 a Citizen Kane of Step Brothers movies. And when you're the like you're a fan and you're hearing somebody else say, you want to like almost argue with them, be like, well, you're wrong. No, but he's Steve is right in his realm. Like he doesn't, and that you don't have to justify it. (laughs) I just don't kind of get his comedy sometimes. Right. Like, 
like his uh, he's done like the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, the Talladega Nights, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just kind of. And yet, in uh, he was great in uh, old school. He was hilarious, right? So- but there's just some of his things like. Like that, I think it's the fact that he tries to. It's a little too over the top. Okay, with the simplistic humor he tries to pull off. Let let me ask you something: Are you, if you so, for example, with the Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights, did you watch it once and then that was it, or have you revisited it? I haven't revisited it. I watched it once or twice, and I was just like, okay, this this just isn't my thing. I'll tell you what, revisit Step Brothers because uh, that might it might change. And if it doesn't, that's fine. It's your opinion. But it okay. took it took me a couple of times with like Anchorman, Step Brothers. I thought when I first saw it, it was like, ah, oh, all right, it's all right. And then upon subsequent viewings, that's when I'm like, oh my god, this is effing hilarious. So get that. It's not for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm All right. not going to beat up anybody. <laughs> like, Write an article. I just I don't go for that. That's I got you. No, yep. I just don't get it. It's my. It, that's me, you know. I, no, it's all yeah. that's your prerogative. I, I know. I know what you're saying. If he makes all right. you laugh. He makes you laugh. It's like Ken Jeong. I can't stand that. <laughs> Ken Jeong. It's another one. You know. Hey, he's popular and he's making money, so he's yeah. doing something right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks man. Ram. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Have um, a good. Here's you some too. Text coming in. Feel free to call two one five two six three WMMR. His text says, "Yo, I cannot stand Ben Stiller." Wow. He said, I know a lot of people love him. It's nothing against him, but I just don't find him funny in any way, shape, or form. That's from Anthony in uh, Newark. Do you think in some of these cases, do you think these people remind, for example, this person who hates Ben Stiller, is it possible that Ben Stiller reminds this person of someone they don't like? I don't know, because a a lot of people are texting in the same thing. I think it's just that they, you know, comedy is subjective. It sure is. And people don't find Ben Stiller funny, and I think sometimes (gasps) when that person gets put up on on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, they get annoyed because everybody else loves him. Okay, I just realized something. The text about the share thing, Yeah, that was somebody ripping on Volbeat. Yeah. And you're right. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that guy's vocals either. And that was a good joke, and I totally missed it. That's great. I totally missed it. (laughs) Well, you know what? Thank you for that. I I agree. I'm not I'm not a fan of that of that singer. Oh, meanwhile, I love it. Um, all right, here's some other text coming in. I love this one. It says, Dane Cook, the douchiest douche that ever douched. He's like the patron saint of year-round short guys everywhere. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah. I, I watched a, a documentary recently about Dane Cook. And Dane Cook, I, I didn't realize, had a very similar um Legend of stealing comedy. Oh, you know, really? Yeah. So, oh, but uh, so did uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams as well. Yeah, and that was the old, the old uh, uh, understanding would be if you were a comedian, you sent uh, you know a, a, a cease and desist to his uh, his lawyer or whatever, you'd get a check back or something. I mean, some bizarre thing. It was acknowledged that he was uh, you know whether it was passive or, or he was actively looking to steal material that he would. Here's somebody but, yeah, says, Dane Cook. Uh, what is this? I don't get the jackass humor. Somebody. Okay. Are, are they talking about Jackass? The, Jackass the movies? Uh, the, uh, yeah. I don't know. A number of people are texting in Adam Sandler. Yeah. That they, they don't get it. I you know, I was one of those people. I couldn't stand Billy Madison. I couldn't stand... Would you go... Do, do? And then something happened and I'm like, 
Oh, you! <laughs> I I get it. I it's like Preston. If you stop, like I've mentioned this many times before, I did not like Rush initially, mm-hmm. and then the what's the album with subdivisions on it? Uh, signals. Signals. Yeah. Great album. I got that album. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, this is great. And then I retroactively revisited all the other material and said, now I get it. Yeah, sometimes I can work that way. I'm complete opposite of Steve on Adam Sandler. I loved him. I loved every movie he made. I thought it was hilarious. When I go back and watch his movies now, I'm <laughs> like, what was I laughing at? <laughs> it is really goofy, goofy stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I guess you have to think about maybe what was going on overall, entertainment wise, at that time, and maybe that's what we needed. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that now makes me laugh where I would have been reviled by that years ago. I'll tell you, like, I wasn't a fan of Opera Man or any on SNL. Every character that he did was was like that. I, at the time, same thing, Kathy. I loved all that stuff. Yeah. And I go back now and I listen to... <laughs> When I hear gobble, gobble, goo, and gobble, gobble, giggle, I wish turkey only cost a nickel. I'm like, this is, this is so beyond stupid. Dumb. It, 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 why are we laughing at this? Know. You know what I mean? I know. Yes. <laughs> but I loved it when it first came out. And, I and so it was mission hilarious. And you have to allow yeah. the comedian to evolve as well, right? Yeah. yeah let me, and let me go to Bill because he wants to comment on Adam Sandler. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, so, yeah, you kind of stole my thunder, right? <laughs> Sorry. Well, first of all, let me back up with Will Farrell. Me and my wife, we're, we go toe-to-toe. I love Will Farrell. She can't stand him. So anytime <laughs> I put a movie on, she leaves the room. Um, you know, I just love every character by Will Farrell. But circling back to Adam, I, you know, <clears throat> I just think it's his delivery. I, I don't know. Something just doesn't do it for me now. To that point, I did watch one of his movies recently going out West Flying where he was the basketball agent in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I do I do appreciate his serious side. Mm. I just, I can't get over, I think it's the voice affliction. <laughs> I, I just don't know what it is. I just, I, I think to the point of that, I just, it just doesn't do it for no, me. No, he's he's a solid, and again, I, I, I'm straight up, I did not like that earlier stuff, and now I look back at Happy Gilmore and those others, Billy Madison, and I enjoy them. I find, I find them amusing. I think in the context, I had to appreciate him later on, and I do agree, Dramatically, Adam Sandler can really deliver. Yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems is like, it's amazing. But uh, I needed to see that for me to appreciate. Like, Little Nicky is a dumb movie that I love. Mm. And he's playing the most annoying character he's ever played. So mm. there's no rhyme or reason to it, but I fully appreciate what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll go next to, let's go to Frank. Hi, Frank. You are on the hey, air. Good morning, morning buddy. Bitches. Good morning. Good morning to see you, bitch. bitch. What's up? Uh, I was going to say uh, Kevin Hart. I think he started out like really, really good, but once he got big, his stand up just it wasn't as good. Huh. So, so you liked him in the beginning, but you thought he's been waning a bit. Yeah, and uh, when he did that show in Philly. He kept doing this bit where he was like, really? Okay. And he just kept going back and back to it. And I was like, dude, this this is just not good. <laughs> is, is there, is there, so you think there's still the potential where he could he could come back and get you. So you're not totally, the book is not totally closed on Kevin Hart. No, he's a millionaire. The book is closed. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to just try it again. He doesn't need to. Okay. Right. It doesn't matter if he wins you over. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I have uh, Bill. Hi, Bill. Morning, bud. Yes. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, 
I love Gilbert Gottfried. I miss him so dearly. Yes. But my wife can't stand him. And <laughs> she doesn't understand his satire. I thought he was brilliant. And so many, it, I think it epitomizes what you're talking about is that either people loved him or they despised him. Yeah. So. And you can understand, Bill. So Gilbert Gottfried had his delivery, which was for many like fingernails on a chalkboard. <laughs> for me, I, I loved it. And, um, you know, right from the earliest uh, days of uh, his stand up, I, I loved it. Later on, he became more of like a um, uh, not an insult comic, but he became more of like a uh, like an older style comedian. And uh, I loved his stuff. But, yeah, I can I can certainly understand why your wife doesn't get behind Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. What about on, uh, outside of just comedy? Let's say do you think there's somebody listening? I'm trying to think of the most benevolent, wonderful character that you can think of. But is there anyone like who Spice. can't stand Tom Hanks? Just oh, hates probably. him. Oh, yeah. Just, just oh, absolutely. I guarantee you. Like, like uh, his entire body of material is just like garbage to them. I don't. I, listen, I love Tom Hanks. I but can see sometimes, you not liking some characters. But go no, ahead. no, no, no. It's not that. I um, sometimes, and I was having this discussion maybe like a month ago. Like, I'm so surprised when you look at him. <laughs> That he has had the career that he has had because he's just, and maybe that's why he's just kind of like the every every guy. Well, he started off playing really goofy characters at first, oh my like God, really yeah. over the top comedic, yeah, uh, characters, and, and, and yeah. And then he slowly started making his mm-hmm. way into more dramatic roles and uh, and and found his home there. Obviously, uh, yeah, I, but. Yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that that he would get that career, but he he sits in that pocket that's comfortable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you're just jumping in, we started talking about this. There was a uh, um, an article that was critical about um, Martin Short. Uh, Martin Short calling him just flat out unfunny, uh, and and uh, obviously a bunch of people came to his defense, and that kind of sparked our conversation uh, about this whole thing. So let me go to uh, let's go to yeah Chelsea because this was mentioned via a text. Hi Chelsea, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Chelsea, what's up? I just want to say, first of all, Martin Short is, you know, a a gem. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Second of all, Johnny Knoxville and the jackass, like, I agree. I don't get it. I don't get what's funny about getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly. (laughs) I have to say, it's it's one of the tried and true comedy tropes of all time. Getting hit in the nuts will always uh, generate laughter, but you just don't get... The um, it doesn't work for you. Yeah, it, but it was yeah. also it, it's more than just them getting hit in the nuts. I mean, there was some. Uh, l- listen, the last one was uh, they didn't need to do the last movie. Right, it was yeah. just basically okay. a bunch of naked a money dudes. grab. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I for me personally, like I think a lot of it is like really. Uh, I mean, it's it's comedy. It's it's funny, but it's like uh, I'm t- thinking of it's the pranks, word like it's, it's ingenuity. Stunts, yeah, you know, like the the reading of the letter that. You know that's left on on the wall, and then and the, the the font gets smaller and smaller, and then the dude gets hit in the face. That's hilarious to me. You know, but, a, a giant hand. But to Chelsea, yeah, you see other not. people cracking up about this, yeah. and you're just going, uh, "This is stupid. Why are people laughing yeah. at this?" Right. Exactly. Well, and a lot exactly. of it is you, you just don't laugh at what appears to be legitimate pain from people. Yeah. yeah. And and then some sometimes. But the same thing it with, can be funny with that, and let's say like the impractical jokers. You know, it, people like it, it's the camaraderie. It's like you know, you, you know, people like watching friends just kind of like mess right, with right, each other. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Chelsea. Appreciate it. Um, all right. Here's a non-comedian uh, that uh, Lou wants to check in about. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Am I on, am I on the air? Yes. Sweet. Yes. Oh, it's Lou. What's up, Lou? Um, Joan Cusack 
every single thing she's in. And I think she only has a career because of her brother, John. She is, she is, I forget who said it. Whoever said that, that Tony Danza went to and their father, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Wow. Joan Cusack is the female Tony Danza. <laughs> Joan Cusack is the female Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza is the biggest embarrassment to Italian Americans. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. It really is. It's painful that there's a vowel at the end of his name. He's an embarrassment. Joe Q, even in Toy Story, I have to mute the part <gasps> and go to closed captions when she's on. Oh, my God. Oh, you don't Jesse. like her voice. I love okay. Jesse. Oh, my God. <laughs> love the movie. Don't like her. All right. All right, Lou. Thank you. I'm a Joan Cusack he fan. He doesn't like yeah. her. Yeah. I thought she was great in uh, School of Rock, uh, in My Blue Heaven. Uh, but listen, Lou doesn't like her. Lou doesn't get her. But. She's not like a superstar superstar. No, no. She's not. Um, yeah, she's like a character actress. Yeah. Uh, let's go next to, um, yeah, I have uh, Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Hey, Tom. Say that again, buddy. We couldn't hear you. Hello? Well, he's got a bad signal. Hello? Tom, you're going to try to call back. Sorry about that, man. Uh, let's go to Melissa. Hi there, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Melissa? Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, we want to hear it. What's up? I went to see Gabriel Iglesias in Vegas when I was out there, and it was a depressing show. And <laughs> was I was that, so excited that seems to get to see him. It's, it's depressing. Uh, and you, you, so you just didn't get it. Didn't make you laugh at all. Didn't know what all the he hubbub's about. talking about like a relationship issue, and it was like, okay, I... You, I didn't come to be depressed. I came to laugh. Is it possible you just saw a bad show that night? I then saw him in Atlantic City later, and it still wasn't like it used to be. I don't know. All right, that, that, yeah, that's, that's enough it, for you. you yeah. You've given it a proper test. Now, so. how did how did you end up in the audience twice to go see him? Were you a former fan, or were you going with somebody who's a big fan? I, no, I was a really big fan. I really liked him. Oh. So I thought I went to Vegas. I thought, oh, he's out there. I'll go see him. Okay. And then it was like, okay, that was not a great show. Interesting. So when he came to Atlantic City, I thought, oh, I'll, try, I'll give it another shot. Okay. And not I so much. I'm really excited. I was like, okay, no, not not like I thought. All right. You know, Kathy, didn't you? Thanks was for there Seinfeld? Did you? Were you the one who said you were less than impressed with Seinfeld? Or no, did, did I, I misremember that? Seinfeld. I thought Jerry was so funny. I thought all of them. That was not me. Okay. We, we've had a number of texts of people who have mentioned Jerry Seinfeld that they just. Didn't get it. Don't yeah. find him funny. And I don't know if that means the TV show or right, his right. stand-up or not, but I just thought Seinfeld's stand-up was outstanding. Oh, it was. he was one of the absolute best. Yeah. Uh, here's some other texts coming in. Uh, Tracy Morgan says, <laughs> makes me want to rinse my mouth out with a revolver. And yes, I texted twice, but I really hate that guy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Uh, let's see. Jerry Seinfeld, not funny. Drew Barrymore makes my skin crawl. <laughs> From E.T. to her dumb daytime show. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. This um, is an interesting one, Preston, about Carlin. Carlin and Chappelle are awful. It's like they think they're philosophers rather than comedians. No, it's just a certain brand of comedy. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. I mean, like, I, I like, uh, I do like Carlin. I was just watching a bit from him the other day. 
um, I can only take so much, Carlin, and then it's too much for me. Right. If <laughs> so, even in his own shows, a lot of that um, of the um, the acrimony uh, or the yeah. ranting stuff would be would be compartmentalized, and you'd get some of the other stuff as well because it's a lot to process. Yeah. yeah. But it was brilliant stuff. Yeah. There are a lot of stand ups out there that I don't necessarily prefer their stand up. But I do like them as an actor. You had mentioned uh, Robin Williams. I, I never really liked to stand up, but I love him as an actor. Right. Uh, Carlin, probably uh, similar. And Carlin had two phases. There was the earlier phase mm-hmm. where he was more of a um, a standard uh, stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then he, as is beautifully depicted in the uh, Chet Apatow documentary on him, he said, I got to do something different. I got to be truer to myself. And that's when that second legendary Carlin came through. But like prior, right? He is revered. And I, like his stand-up is like kind of whatevs for me, but I, 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 I love, love him as an actor. I think I, it's it was more of a time than it is now, because at the time it was really groundbreaking because he was going for it. He was All saying, the time. He, I mean, as far as his going into really like vulgar territories that mm. people wouldn't touch on, and it was kind of groundbreaking. But looking back on it, you might go, all right, it's not as funny anymore. Live from the Sunset Strip, I think that was the one directly, or not, well, after his uh, situation where he was freebasing and set yeah. himself on fire. Yeah. And it's incredibly candid. It's amazing stuff. I'm going to go to Melanie. Hey, Melanie, good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Um, the guy that I can't stand is Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Simply okay. because um, he always uses the same Scottish accent in every single movie, <laughs> like Shrek. I didn't mind him in Wayne's World, but everything else is just like, even in Bohemian Rhapsody, he's spoken a Scottish accent. Yeah. He, no, he, he got he, annoying. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the, he also, there was that uh, Gong Show reboot. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah, and he played yeah. this sort of Scottish yeah. um, host. And he, he did a Scottish character in So I Married an Axe Murder. He did one, mm-hmm. he was Fat Bastard. In yeah. The, uh, yeah. So he does go yeah. to that a while, well, quite yeah. a bit. And the only thing that bothered me, and I and I did, lo- I love some of Mike Myers' stuff, and, I, and obviously the first Austin Powers and everything, but the Austin Powers movies, he was just regurgitating a lot of the same bits yeah. over and over. Yeah. And and that kind of graded on me personally. And also, I watched uh, Austin Powers not that long ago. Uh, I didn't think it was funny. Huh? It's okay. the but when it came one. out, it, yeah. it, it I thought it was funny. But this time, yeah, I'm like, oh, what was that? What was so funny about the this? first one? Actually, did not do all that well. It had to g- build a head of steam because of streaming and, and ending up on HBO. And mm. that's actually and video home video is when it caught uh, fire. Uh, let me see. I will go to Amanda. Hi there, Amanda. Yeah. What's up, Amanda? Morning. Um, Morning. So mine is Jim Carrey, personally. Okay. So I just think that he has a tendency to do, like, the same face and everything. Like, (laughs) even in his more serious roles, he always finds a way to get that same, like, mask vibe into it. Where, like... There's movies where it's like, oh, I really liked it. And then the second that happened, I was just like, I'm out of it. Because I just if you're going to do a serious movie, just do a serious movie. You know, so he, um, I, I, I kind of hear what you're saying. I, I initially didn't appreciate Jim Carrey. The Ace Ventura stuff was okay. And then Dumb and Dumber and the other things started to click for me. And I was like, okay, I'm off and running. And then dramatically, um, he can be great. I mean, the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is terrific. Show. Truman Show. Yeah, but, but, but Amanda, the moment he contorts his face like that, she's you're, yeah, you're out. Like, even in a 
Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind and The Truman Show. He still finds a way to do that. <laughs> this is what like, he looks like, like, though. I like the movie until then. And then, like, once he does that, it's like, I'm out of, like, you've taken me out of your serious thing and just be like, just do the serious thing. You're just good at it. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It, what happens is, is that he takes you out of what he's doing because, and again, as Casey points out, it's just the guy's face, but it it doesn't work for you, and that's all you need to know. I, I think, Amanda, that's you're not alone, though. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen a name appear more on the text board than Jim Carrey. No a kidding. lot of people are texting in, and I, I, so, you know, I guess he's polarizing. Either you love him or you hate him. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, hang on a second here. Somebody who hates Tom Hanks. What? Oh. Right, we'll go to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, How are you? Good. What's up? I can't stand Tom Hanks. I heard you guys say it earlier. Yes. And I can't stand I I hate Forrest Gump. I hate that movie. I just don't get it. I don't understand him. I could see I could see the Forrest Gump being the one that people might pick out and go, okay, that's the, I, I can't. But but like almost everything, you just are, are not on board for. Um. The airplane movie, was that Sully? What was that? Sully, yeah. yeah. Sully, Sully, yeah. That one wasn't bad. That one wasn't bad, but I don't know. <laughs> I just don't get him. I don't think he's funny. I don't... <laughs> what, what about what about Philadelphia or, or Apollo 13? Nope. I hate Castle, nope. Castle, right? I, I just don't... That's I, okay. That's I don't okay. like it. <laughs> I, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, it's, and it, everyone, whenever I say it, everyone's like, are you kidding me? You know, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm I don't know. My husband doesn't get it. I, I just can't do it. You don't okay. have to explain it. It's what yeah. you feel, and it's legit. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Alicia. Yeah. I, you know, there's... Listen, everybody's got a hater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, no matter how beloved you are. Uh, all right. Hang on. Let me go to... I'm going to go to Bob now. Hey, uh, Bob, you are on the air. Good morning. Good morning, It. Good morning, morning to see Bob! you. What's up, bud? Uh, I mean, I have two, right. and they're both singers, and I just think they're just way over... I mean, they're talented, but they're way too overrated and held in high regard. Okay. And that would be Beyonce and David Lee Roth. Beyonce and David Lee Roth. Ah, that'd be a great show. Beyonce yeah. and David Lee <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. What is it about uh, David Lee Roth that, uh, that gets to you? I mean, him, I don't think he's a good singer at all. He basically just makes annoying scat sounds over top of a really good band. Okay. Interesting. They kind of started to feel that way after a while, too, from President, what I've heard he, read. You said, you said that his perform, the live performance was... was oh, he wouldn't sing. Yeah, it was He'd not like good. Bob was saying, he would, he would change the, uh, uh, the melody up and kind of talk through a lot of the words. Now, he would do backflips and yeah. swords and do, you know, he was a big showman. Right. Without question, but I w- was not impressed with his singing Every time I did see them with uh, with Dave in the front fronting the band, uh, but Beyonce, you don't get the hype. Yeah, I mean she is I mean, great. She's a good singer, but she's not the like they're putting her on like Whitney Houston. I mean she's just she's not. Who has a- I agree. Yeah, she's 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 certainly a competent and 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 again a show a person a, sh- a showman. Yes, uh, and that's part of the legend and the lore and all that stuff. And people just rave about her her last um, or ongoing concert tour. Yeah, but again. She's not Whitney Houston. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, Bob. That's like uh, Madonna for me because I listen. Sure, sing along with the songs. Yeah, they're great songs. I like them. She does a great performance and all that. Great singer. 
No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Great show person, absolutely. Um, wonderful songs were written for her, and she had a hand in writing some of those as well. But I just, the tone of her voice, I never thought of. She's held in such high regard, just like he was saying. But, I mean, when you're talking Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin, I mean, the yeah, greats. Yeah, yeah. Not anywhere in the same ballpark, in my humble <laughs> opinion. You know where I'm, I'm uh, waiting to see, because it'll happen inevitably, is the Taylor Swift backlash. And uh, right now, if you were to go online and criticize Taylor Swift, you probably should hire a security guard <laughs> because you're going to get murdered. Uh, and I understand why she's you know, probably, at this point, the most popular artist on the planet. Um, but inevitably... Uh, they come back down to earth. Yes. And and she will All too. All glorious fleeting. Yeah. Steve, there's a line uh, from uh, the movie The Rat Pack and it's uh, Dean Martin. Uh, it's a... Uh, um, oh, man. Sinatra? No, 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 no. Dean Martin, uh, the guy who played him in the in the movie. Oh, uh, it was a... Ray Leo, Joe Montaigne. No, Joe, no. Joe Montaigne. Yeah. Uh, says he's talking about their their uh, them as the Rat Pack, and he goes, you know, someday people are going to look back and they're going to go, what the hell was the big deal all about? Yeah. He's, like, he's like, we are a fleeting thing. Yeah, this is going to be here for a little while, and everybody loves it right now. But later on, people are going to go. It's good to know that. What was the big deal about all this stuff? Uh, let me go to Jackie next. Hey, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Sorry I, to bother you at work. Nah, we want to hear about it. So we were talking about the fact that this guy was ripping apart Martin Short, calling him unfunny, and we were just talking about people that you just don't get. How about you? Jack Black. Jack Black. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on with Jack Black. Kathy's giving you support. What is it about Jack Black that doesn't work for you, Jackie? So I thought it was his face, so I tried closing my eyes. His voice doesn't help anything. I can't stand him. It makes me envy Helen Keller. You thought it was his face, so you closed his eyes. And by the way, you're being very fair. You closed your eyes. You tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But then the voice was no better. No, no better. And I I can't stand him as Tenacious D either. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I I love Tenacious D. And, I do too, yeah, but it's a niche thing. It is a niche thing, yes. You know, uh, but but the, the movies, uh, you're not in on that either? No, not in on I don't okay. want School of Rock, don't want Shallow Hal. I don't want any of it. Okay, uh, I'm a Shallow uh, Hal fan. Fair enough. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, we will go. I love that, though. She closed her eyes to give him a break. Uh, that, you know what? Yeah, she yeah, at least yeah. did that, right? I thought it was his face. At first, it was his face. Uh, we will have, there's a couple of these. I'm going to go to Kate. Hey, Kate, good morning. Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wow. But I want more. Wow. My, you sound exactly wow. like Kathy. Excellent. Oh, Fantastic. That's so good. <laughs> What's up, Kate? It's because my voice is as beautiful as Kathy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Exactly. It's you and Whitney. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I don't have it. Actually, I did. For years, I thought I had an issue with Keanu Reeves because my mom hated him so much. I grew up believing that he must be a terrible actor, even a terrible person because of how vocal <laughs> he was about it. I mean, And then I saw a movie with him and I was like, wait, I, th- I think I like Keanu Reeves. He's fine. I don't know what her issue was, but if anything... Okay. Anything came up on the TV, a new movie. Oh, God, no, I hate Keanu Reeves. So uh, Keanu Reeves was your mother's Tony Danza. 
Or, yes, yeah. yes. Let me yes. let me tell you why. Let, let me tell you why uh, some people might have an issue with uh, Keanu Reeves because he played in three movies. He played three very similar characters mm-hmm. in Bill and Ted, and then in uh, Parenthood, right? And then in I Love You to Death. All three of those characters were whoa, yeah, uh, dude. Like you know, and it was this whole thing. Except I hated him from Speed. You hated him from uh, Speed. Hated. Speed that was, was my first hatred of him, and I'm along, uh, right along with her mom. Well, let me Speed go. was his breakout Studley movie. Right. That's where he yeah. started to break out of that right, characterization. Right, right. But let me go yeah. to Colleen, because she hates Keanu Reeves, too. Hey, Colleen, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Colleen? You know, it's kind of like Jackie said with Jack Black's face. It's every time I see his face, I hear that voice that it, it, it flashes back to that Bill and Ted and that, ugh, and I can't. I can't. I can't him. So I, just can't, I just don't think he's a good actor. Like, in anything, I've not. Let me, let me tell you, so, and I, 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 compl- I completely get yeah. you guys. I completely understand what you're saying, but Keanu does know where his lane is and he stays in it is, uh, you know, John Wick. There is a small range. The Matrix was a little wider, uh, but I mean, he, he knows where he's best and where he's best utilized. I'm a massive Canaries <laughs> fan, but I completely hear what you're saying. Hey, I thought he was good in Devil's Advocate. I thought yeah. they showed some acting chops in that. Yeah, movie, he's but, pretty good in that. But I get it, Colleen. I, I understand why someone yeah. might not like him, you know what I mean? I mean, for me, he's he's Thanks, John Colleen. Wick, and it's the yeah. Matrix, and he's he's always going to be, you know, top. This okay. is one I did not expect at all. I'm sorry to interrupt uh, here, uh, Casey. Oh, sorry, Casey. Uh, it just says Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Wow. I well, thought he'd be like Tom Hanks. Like, I, yeah. I, I thought everybody loves Steve Martin, but I'm not right. Yeah. I don't hate Steve Martin. I, I do think he's funny, but I don't like, I don't view him as Tom Hanks. Like, Tom Hanks to me is flawless. Anything he does is going to be good uh-huh. in some way, but I don't view him that way. Do you know what Steve, so Steve Martin's comedy initially was a reaction to the standard type of stand-up. So it was it was an in, a second-to-second parody of the kind yes. of stand-up and overly unctuous, you know, showman. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, as you read his book, right? Yeah, it about be- his stand-up It career. began to eat itself. Yeah. Like, it was, there was no joy in it. Mm-hmm. And then you got the jerk and other movies and, and, uh, but yeah, I, to me, he'll, <laughs> I'm just laughing now. Yeah. There, there's always stuff that will make Steve Martin just unassailable. It, it, comedically, he's brilliant. Yeah. And dramatically, Parenthood. Yeah. Parenthood. An amazing I film. I mean, that's but, a great, yeah. Just, but he's, phenomenal. he's hilarious in that as well. And, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Nip. Then, like um, Grand Canyon, he has a full dramatic role yeah. in that. There's, yeah. there's several movies where he takes on dramatic just, roles. He's wonderful. I love Bowfinger so much. I know. <laughs> you know? That is just the best but movie. But you can't, like, you can't, like, and, and, and uh, I think we've been good at it, people calling in. And, and yeah, that's fine. Yeah, again, yeah, I get because totally. I understand that some of the people I don't like make it doesn't make any sense, but I yeah. just don't. Right. We didn't get a chance to go to these calls, but I'm going to mention these. Brian said David Spade doesn't get it. Uh, Carmen said uh, the Comedy Central roasters, Lisa Campanelli and Jeff Ross specifically. Uh, Jim says. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Wow. His lyrics don't follow the melody. Thank you. Uh, uh, let's see. Ben doesn't get Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Steve hates Hugh Grant. Uh, Sean can't stand Taylor Swift. Sean will keep your identity a secret. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get hurt. Uh-huh. Ellen says the Three Stooges aren't funny. And Shannon Anthony Jeselnik. 
Every topic isn't funny and his delivery isn't good. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, there are some people you just don't get. And they may be absolutely at the top of the totem pole as far as reverence goes. And you just don't get it. I'm, I've got a few. I myself. would say this. Absolutely. I'll leave the door open. Don't because because I have I reverse my decision on people over my life mm-hmm. and uh, come around to appreciate and then I've decided that I thought less of people. Yeah, so I guess it's too. a trade off. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, we will come back in a moment. We have MMR's Back to School A to Z. We will be uh, uh, honoring a moment of silence this morning uh, because it is the anniversary of nine eleven. So that will be in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, but Burke Kreischer's also going to be on the yeah. program today. So we have a lot going on. Back in just a moment. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by the Pro Team Collision Crew, your certified collision repair center. And if you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. We'll start with this. Uh, viewers, this is from uh, Fat Bear Week, by the way. Viewers okay. eagerly watching a live stream broadcast from the top of a mountain for Fat Bear Week uh, got the shock of their life when a desperate hiker appeared in the frame begging for help. Really? Yeah. Wow. Fat Bear Week. Week has become so popular that hey, viewers. Hey, hey, you're blocking me. That viewers increasingly access the video feed on explore.org year round, hoping to glimpse a bear in the wild. And on Tuesday afternoon, viewers instead saw a soaked hiker emerge out of the mist and approach the camera. It's amazing. The feed has no audio, but they were able to read the man's lips, which he seemed to be saying the words lost and help. So the quick thinking viewers commented under the feed that there seemed to be a hiker in need of assistance. Administrators for Explore quickly alerted the NPS, and soon a mountain rescue team located the scared man. And then a bear came up behind him and mouthed, don't worry about it. Uh, concerned <laughs> viewers... Okay, I've got this. Uh, concerned viewers spoke out as rangers rescued the hiker. The camera was streaming from uh, Katamai National Park. I'm going to let you finish. Uh, <laughs> uh, the remote Alaska National Park set up the webcam on Dumpling Overlook back in 2014 when it launched... Delish. 
at Bear Week. So this that, guy that's amazing. was saved by that uh, trail cam source. A New Zealand couple is demanding a refund after they spend a 13-hour flight stuck next to a slobbering, farting, and whiny dog. Oh, man. Gil and Warren Press <laughs> said their Singapore Airlines flight from Paris, which they forked out extra for premium economy seats, was ruined by the noisy and gassy emotional service pooch. Uh, according to Gil, uh, they said, uh, she said, uh, I heard this noise, a heavy snorting, and she originally thought it was a meeting from her husband's phone before realizing that it was a dog's labored breathing. And I said, I'm not going to have the, I'm not having this sitting next to us the whole trip. The couple said they overheard the owner telling another passenger that the pup eased her anxiety. However, they insisted the dog appeared to be distressed and struggling with an affliction of his own when they raised (laughs) concerns with a flight attendant. The annoyed travelers said that the hostess offered the uh, that they move their seats to the only available ones left, which is in the back row of economy. No! Uh, the presses decided that it was not worth giving up the luxury seats that they splurged on uh, for a long-haul trip to their layover in Singapore. But their patients reached a breaking point halfway through the 13-hour journey when a certain smell could no longer be ignored. The canine had begun farting, had begun farting. <laughs> That's great. As an inch closer to their personal space, the couple said. Uh, she said the owner couldn't have the dog out in the aisle because they couldn't get the trolley through, so it had to come in further, which meant his head was under my husband's feet. My husband was in shorts. It was getting dog saliva goo on his leg. Uh, eventually, the press has decided they couldn't take it anymore, and they accepted the air hostess's latter offer to place him in the front row of the economy cabin that had been reserved for staff. The attendant uh, promised that she would file an incident report and that the airline would reach out. Uh, however, the couple claimed Singapore Airlines didn't contact them uh-huh. until they began pestering its customer service team. Uh, the presses were eventually offered a $125 gift voucher for the airline's website, which was later up to a $200 travel voucher for each of them. But the couple rejected both, claiming neither made up for the difference in value between their pricey premium economy seats and the economy spots that they moved into. Now they're demanding that Singapore Airlines provide a full refund for the leg of the journey. 13-hour flight. Uh, the pair said that they also... Uh, uh, they are also disgruntled that the airline failed to notify them in advance that the animal would be on board. Could so. you have done the classic trick where you take a ball and you have the your wife hold open the door while you're <laughs> in flight? Go get it. Go, go get, get the it. Ball. Go get it. All right. This story is out of uh, Missouri. Several people who attended Boonville High School's football season opener may have been given a piece of the school's athletic history by accident. In a letter to parents and staff, Superintendent Mark Harvey says that trophies, plaques, and memorabilia were displayed at the game and were subsequently given away without the knowledge of the Board of Education. Oh, my These God. These are like the trophies yeah, that have been the sitting school for history. in the cases oh, for the, yeah. the entire history of the school's existence. It's what the school is. So the principal said... Get rid of that crap. I'm working with district employees to review how this occurred. In the future, should an incident arise where there is a need to store or consider the dispersal of memorabilia, a group of stakeholders will be involved in determining how to address such an issue in a manner befitting the respect of our history. Uh, Harvey is asking those who were erroneously giving and given any items to return them. Uh, he said each plaque, trophy, or recognition item holds a special place in the hearts of our school community. It would be very kind if you would assist me in locating each piece, piece of Boonville's history. History, he said that in the letter. Sucks. Yeah. Um, and Adelaide, Australia man, has been charged after being caught 
riding on a stolen scissor lift down a popular Adelaide party strip this morning, or yesterday morning. He was riding a scissor lift? Yeah, at about 4 a.m., police security officers who were monitoring security cameras saw the 26-year-old driving the scissor lift down Hindley Street. By the way, we did that when we had him out at the uh, camp out. You remember that? Yeah. They were awesome. Police said the vehicle was stolen from a construction site. Uh, the man returned a blood alcohol reading of .138. He was charged with illegal use of a motor vehicle, drunk driving, and driving an unregistered and uninsured motor vehicle. Steve, you're a very law-abiding citizen. However, if you were to ever get arrested, it could probably be something like this. Oh, yeah. You get in trouble for. Oh, I love They're a lot of fun. He was also issued with an instant loss of license for six months. So, no driving scissor lifts anymore. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for now. <clears throat> Still some more great stories to share. Later on, we'll get to that. We're also going to have uh, Burt Kreisch on the program. Yes. And quite possibly, we might have have a uh, U.S. Marshal on to talk about the uh, fugitive manhunt and what's going on in that storyline. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Hang out with us. We will not be gone long, friend. Join the MMR fam for MMRBQ for all day end of summer festival Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine down. Billy Idol. With the rebel. Larkin Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cub, and Vixen 77. How we doing on the barbecue? Plus the President Steve side stage with Sidearms Live Band Karaoke, a Jackie Bam Bam DJ set, and PNS Pals, Don McCloskey and Band. Gates open at noon and tips start at just 25 bucks. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for details or hit up WMMR.com. Don't miss MMRBQ 2023 from 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke. Doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue. We're going to observe a moment of silence for 9-11 coming up at 846 because that was when the first plane hit. So we will do that uh, in just a little bit. Leading up to that, though, may I real quick do a butt plug if you guys don't mind? Yes. I got this email this morning. I think I'll all of us did. This was from uh, Jen Gabriel, and she's uh, trying to get help for this gal, Alex, uh, her son's girlfriend, who went through a horrible, uh, 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 you know, series of, of events. The past nine months have been terrible. Her both her parents uh, died. I don't know how. I don't know what happened. Uh, but they have taken her into their home since July. They're going to have. They're raising her now. Jeez. Um, she said we already have a seventeen-year-old son, Joey, fourteen-year-old daughter named Juliana and had a spare room, uh, which we have turned into Alex's room. So they're going to have an event to raise uh, money for this kid's future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're doing a beef and beer on October 27th. They're having a hard time getting the word out. And they're saying that, you know, tickets aren't selling very well for it. Could we mention it? Absolutely. So this is me, October 27th. Uh, she just uh, started her senior year of high school. Uh, she wants to go to college. So they're hoping that raising yeah. money is going to help, you know, fulfill that dream. They're making it a Halloween theme party. Uh, it will be Friday, October 27th, 7 p.m. at the Upper Southampton Academy, uh, which is on uh, Street Pike in Southampton, PA. And, uh, you know, you can wear costumes. They're going to have prizes and all this stuff. So this will be October 27th. So a Halloween party, which are a blast anyway. Uh, tickets are 40 bucks and $70 per couple. Nick, you got the info? I did, yes. Yeah, so we're uh, getting some of the details together, but it'll be up on the community. 
community page, and then all you have to do is search uh, Alex Maychek on GoFundMe to see a little bit of information about it as well. It's M-A-C-H-E-K. I'll probably hit it a little bit, too, when we yeah. get closer to the day, because we are well out in advance of that. Yeah, exactly. But they, they want to go ahead and they want to make sure they can have the event, yeah, so they yeah, want to yeah. sell some tickets, so I wanted to uh, pass that along real quick. Also, um, a shout-out, if you don't mind. Uh, this one says, Gadzooks, y'all. I'd like to throw a shout-out to my baby sister, Holly. She is entering her last chemo treatment. Yay, that's awesome. After having an emergency hysterectomy throughout the process, she's kept her spirits high, as well as being a terrific mom of her two boys, as well as being an amazing aunt to my children. Whenever you can, uh, shout-out would be amazing. Love you, Holly. And F Cancer. That's from Roy in East Kensington. So here you go. That's a shard out for you. I may as well go ahead and do them. Get these other ones done real quick. This is from Gary uh, Drabelbus. Oh. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, Gary Drabelbus. I'm, I'm sure I'm not getting that right. Uh, he wants to send a shout out to his beautiful bride of 14 years. Um, and he says, two trips to the hospital and to top it off all my issues. Uh, she's lost her mom in the middle of all my BS. She's been my rock, our family rock. I uh, if uh, if though she's had a meltdown or two, uh, she deserves a giant shout out for being the strongest, most dedicated woman I've ever had the privilege to know and be fortunately able to marry. He loves her so much he didn't include her name in this. <laughs> so here's a here's a shout to Gary's wife, Gary. There you go. We'll call her rock. Well, she's a rock. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, here's another one that says, uh, hey, my dear friend, Karen uh, Ambrogi has had a major life change that required her to sell her house and start over. She's uh-huh. uh, embraced this difficult circumstance and is making the best of it by doing what she's always wanted to do, move to Florida. We're both huge Preston C fans. Uh, she'll be driving to her new home, uh, her new... Her new home, both September 19th and September 20th, with her two dogs. How do you do that on two days? Oh, it's a two-day drive. Okay. Ah, there oh, you go. Driving there and what back. The and back. And then there the next day. Yeah, now I'm going to come back and pick up the other dog. Uh, I'm sure she'd love a shout-out to encourage her on this new adventure. Thank you. That's from Diane Winter. So here's a shard. And uh, good luck with the move, because that can be... We know how much fun moving is. Oh, it's awesome, especially when you're transporting pets. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we're leading up to a, uh, a moment of silence. We're going to do it at 846. You can join us, uh, if you like, uh, in honor of, or in memories of, uh, of uh, 9-11 in that horrible day. And we were, um, you know, right in the middle of that, because it was this time of day we were on the air when all that happened. And it was... Uh, Obviously, you see those things... confusing. And, right. Yeah. It, it just burns into your mind, and you, you remember it clearly. And, and, and the one thing... That Always will. It's the first thing I always think of is that morning, Preston. It was the um, how beautifully clear and sunny, and it was a, just a glorious day. It was yeah. a beautiful day. Yeah. But yeah. Um, obviously, went in ways no one could imagine. I still get um, people commenting on how we were the ones that broke the news to them because they just happened to be listening to the show that morning. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and we we used to have audio of it, and you can just hear me uh, like offhandedly say, "Oh, uh, a plane crashed into the World Trade Center." So we'll we'll take yeah. a break and we'll come back and find out what that's all about because we were thinking a small single engine aircraft yeah. or something like that. Well, in advance of uh, uh, a, a whole um, suite of uh, internet resources, uh, so basically we were we were looking at the TV, we were watching yeah. the TV, and just getting what we could off of the uh, off of the uh, the news machine. We had like a you know a, a dot matrix printer that would print out what we were using. AP or Reuters or what was the service? Yeah, UPI. UPI, 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 yeah. And uh, that's how we started to, uh, you know, put everything together. But yeah. it was... It was off the TV. Yeah. Yeah, whoever was uh, next door in the room were like, write down everything you hear and bring it in here. Yeah, and I remember, uh, so Pat 
uh, Schmidt, he was our promotions director. He's the one who came up and told us everything. Um, what was uh, crazy was that his uh, his high school friend was in the first tower, like the 90th floor of the first tower that was hit. We talked to him the next day. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It was, it was, I'll never, all of that stuff is just, just seared into my mind. Every second, every reaction, everything. And, and, uh, you know, you you will never you'll you'll, you'll never um, lose that. That'll never diminish over the years. It's 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 amazing. Uh, you know, even at this point, we're twenty two years, uh, you know, past it. But it God. is it's just uh, twenty two years. Doesn't feel like twenty two. Yeah. No, years. it doesn't. Does it? No. It's yeah. also odd that you know, twenty two years worth of people have grown up, uh, and this wasn't a part of their lives. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. so my my son included. You know, he's born in two thousand six. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've told this story many times. But I was listening to you guys. I did. I wasn't working on the show at that point. I was in the shower. I a shower radio, and I felt really fancy uh, having that, and I, and I heard Preston describing it, and by the time I got out of the shower uh, to go, and I turned on the television, that was when the second plane hit, and I was like, what the hell I know. is going on? I saw that live, yeah. too, and that, I, I was like, we, I turned to you guys, I'm like, did that did did you just yeah. did that just happen? Do you know, you literally there, there, there's a scene in the movie Jaws where um, Roy Scheider's sitting on the beach and the, the shark attacks and and Spielberg zooms in while uh, while pan, while uh, you know pulling out as well and you get this sort of warped effect. Yeah. that was that's in my mind what the world mm. became at that point. It just bent around like oh this is much different. Yeah, you uh, when I heard tw- when I heard 22 years um, this morning, I immediately thought because um, I had a friend who who died in the World Trade and uh. I immediately thought of, you know, of course, he, we went to high school together, so we would have been the same age, but I was like, wow, he was, you know, 20-something, whatever it was, and he's, you know, he's not here anymore, yeah. but, you know, we're in our 40s now, and it's like, it's just, um, I don't know, it just hit that, and I always think of him, because he, obviously, he was the person that I knew that was there, um, and I think of his family and everything they went through, but the 22 years, like, when I heard it, I was like, wow, uh, he would have been in his 40s. Wow. Case, what were you going to say? You said you were commenting on what that when it happened. No, I just re- vividly remember when it hit the second one hit. You turned to me and said, "Holy s, did you just see that?" Like yeah. those words exactly. Oh, see, I don't remember. Okay, I'm glad you remember it was exactly on that what that tiny was. little TV. Yeah, we had a to small the, TV in the production room. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It was it in was the main in the studio, studio, main air studio, uh, just above uh, the. CD stack. Yeah, uh, there was a tiny little TV. Like uh, I don't even know. Like what, what would you say that is? Like nineteen inches, yeah. Yeah. less than that, yeah. probably. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, that was so surreal, so completely surreal. The next several days were bizarre. Yeah. With all of that whole thing, just trying to piece together what the hell went on. Yeah, and yeah. Because at that time, as well, I remember um, there there were also, and, and we probably mentioned this every year, there were reports that were coming in that were false reports. They were just, you know, that uh, I, we had heard there was an explosion at, at a mall somewhere or that, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, D.C. got hit, the Pentagon, too. But they were starting to pop up so that there were like three or four other targets that may have been hit. It was quickly discounted. Right. But at that time, it felt like, oh, my God, another one and another one. And oh, and, and it felt like we're under a massive attack. Massive yeah. attack. And yeah. obviously there was, you know, there was the Pentagon and there there was Shanksville and, and there was, uh, uh, you know, all, all this going on obviously in, in, in the in the years that have passed we've had so many documentaries and things being discovered and audio being you know um released and all of this stuff but it, it's weird you know preston in, in in a bizarre way the movies that were made of of the of the events 
even though we've seen the documentary footage, the real footage, somehow there's a lot that the movies can achieve, like Flight 93, which is an amazing movie, in just reminding you of, of um, it's so weird to say that, that it takes the, 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 um, that approach to, to, um, to remind you of the visceral feeling that you had when you originally saw it, because it was, it, there was, it, it's almost impossible to describe, Nick, to you say someone who was born after right. the event, to describe what it was like. There's, there's no way to really give them the full impact of what we were, remember and we're going through. It's also weird to say, Steve, that my favorite mem- movie from that time is this, or describing yeah. that day or whatever, because it's, it, you don't really want to enjoy any of it. Um, but there's a, a documentary called 102 Minutes That Changed America, yeah. and, and it starts with the first plane hitting, and then uh, and then it goes to the second tower collapsing, and everything that happened during that time, uh, it, it's, you know, it was an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, and and you think about an hour and a half of, of of what your life was like this morning, and it just flies by, and it's normal, right. and you're driving to work or whatever. But that hour and a half, those ninety, those 102 minutes, it were so impactful. Everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, when the building started to come down, it was like whoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was already whoa, but that took it to this <laughs> other level of I can't believe I'm actually seeing this happen, and it, and it was in real time. And obviously, we lived it and lived it and lived it and relived it over and over and over over those months right afterwards and then you know obviously uh, the repair work that started after that and the recovery and all that was so involved it was just over the top so we're gonna we're gonna take this moment we're gonna observe a moment of silence feel free to join us right now All right, if you're just tuned in and wondering why you're not hearing anything, we uh, we had a moment of silence uh, to honor uh, 9-11 on the state 22 years ago, and that's when the uh, uh, the first plane hit the buildings. We actually have a couple of pieces of audio we can play real quick if you want. Speaking of, uh, have you been out to, you've been out to the Shanksville? I've been out uh, to Shanksville right. twice. Right, right. I, I went there um, when it was kind of a makeshift uh, memorial, and, uh, and then I went when they finally... Rebuilt. They they built the whole thing. Uh, it's yeah, it's wild. And you've got two areas. Um, uh, there's an area where where the actual impact happened, and then there's an area where the actual memorial is. And uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild to be there. And they've they've done a, a really nice job of um, of making it interactive. And you can uh, listen to some of the the you know the phone calls that were made by sure. people who were who were oh, calling wow. out at that time. And yeah, if you want to, you can do that. Which is, I mean, that it'll break you. It'll absolutely break it. It's That's crazy. Right. These people are pretty damn certain they weren't going to make it out of there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, so how lot, that must have been. You're exactly right. And a lot of what is depicted in, in Flight 93, the movie, is 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 speculation because we, we yes. have a gist of it. But we do actually have in there, There's and, and this clip, I guess, has been added to, but it is, um, uh, it is a transmission from Flight 93 where you can hear the struggle uh, Mm. You know, it's hard to listen to. Yeah, it is. Um, we'll play some of it. Here we go. United 93, that traffic three is 1 o'clock, 12 miles east on 370. Negative contact. We're looking at United 93. <laughs> <laughs> 
to their limits uh, that day of uh, thousands of people who were, were actively involved but imagine you're these uh tower control people and having to to figure out uh, it's an s storm it's yeah. you know there was all this you know all the, the crashes had already happened and 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 then you've got this going on and then another thing and another thing is like oh my god what 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 do we do what do we do in this situation and then um not so after you the next clip. Uh, all right. This is... Uh, this is the, 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 sp- the spotting of the plume of smoke. Okay. Okay. Uh, there is now on the United 93. Yes. There is a report of black smoke in the, in the last position I gave you. 15 miles south of Johnstown. Uh, from the airplane or from the ground? Uh, they're speculating it's from the aircraft. Uh, who, it, it hit the ground. That's, okay. what they're, that's what they're speculating. That's speculation only. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, so if you get the time uh, to drive out to Shanksville or you're out that way and can take a little detour if you're on your way somewhere else, it's definitely worth seeing. It's it's um, it's pretty um, it, awe-inspiring. And it's, it's yeah, absolutely, uh, you know. Um, now, that's the only one I've been to. I've not been to Freedom Tower. I haven't right. been to the uh, the Footprints. I haven't, um, The one you know. in Bucks County is really nice. Uh, the one in Yardley. Because a lot of the, the people that were... Um, oh, okay. You know, traveled in for work and uh, one of the pilots, uh, but the one they have like a, a one out there and it's really pretty. Okay. There was a point in time in which, you know, obviously we didn't know it was uh, heading towards the White House or the Pentagon. Obviously, yeah. it eventually hit the Pentagon, but the order was given allowing fighter pilots to shoot down. Yeah, if they uh, had to. If they had to, yeah, yeah. Which was, you know, and then as Nick, as you pointed out, how the world changed, then there was no air traffic. Yeah. There was nothing. Yes. Yeah. Right. It was nothing. Yeah, and that, then, that remember, week afterwards. After that, Steve, <clears throat> excuse me, when. When you started seeing planes again, it's like, oh yeah, right. And I, I but I remember being shocked and a little scared. Yeah, looking up and I'm like, wait, is that plane okay? You know, mm. looking at every flight that went by, I'm like, I don't know. And and then what was it? Two months or so later, there was a uh, crash. A plane crashed in um, uh, in New York. And it had nothing to do with terrorism, right. but another plane went down uh, two months afterwards, and it, it crashed in the neighborhood where a lot of the firefighters were from. It was it, it Queens, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just such a, a bizarre time. And then there was like a low-flying plane over LaGuardia, or coming yeah. out of LaGuardia, and it was like people went nuts, and it really right. was just low. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, But uh, I remember driving back uh, home after it had happened. I was living, you know, here in media uh, during the week, and then up in New York on the weekends, you know, and we were working at Y100 and driving. Driving Kathy across the um, the Gothels and the Verrazano and seeing um, the the smoke Not, still rising, yeah, yeah and, and it was and it gone, yeah, it's yeah. gone, yeah. Changed air travel for you know, uh, yeah, uh, significantly uh, after that, as well as for security and all that stuff goes. But it's um, yeah, so 
it obviously it's it's overwhelming, but uh, definitely worth uh, inspecting and taking a look back on. And there'll be plenty of uh, tributes and things like that today. And there's obviously documentaries you can watch. What was the name of the one, uh, Nick? 102 minutes. Yeah, 102 minutes. The changed America, and um, it's a, just a fascinating look into what happened during that day, during that morning. Uh, yeah. So last night the uh, Sunday night football game was done uh, at MetLife Stadium in uh, well New Jersey, but New York. But uh, they had a really nice rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, and they had a whole bunch of uh, police and fire out there. Queen uh. Latifah actually sang the national anthem, which I, I knew she was a singer-singer. Yeah, um, no, but she it was is, yeah. really, really well done. And I was wondering tonight, they'll probably do something again uh, so. because the uh, Jets will be at the same stadium. Ah, uh, You would imagine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, with that, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, our friend Burt Kreischer is going to be on the program, so we're going to be talking to him. Uh, the A to Z will continue, and we're in the S's, and we will return to form and get a little bit stinky with ah. the next song. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes. We snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinningGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, that music. That music means that the machine is ready and he will be in town. Wells Fargo Center. Can you believe that? Wow. November 29th on the (laughs) Tops Off World Tour. You can get your tickets now, ladies and gentlemen. Bert Kreischer. Hey. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? We've come a long way since those call and sick to work shows. Oh, no <laughs> kidding, man. This is insane. The big joint, as uh, Pierre calls it around here. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And and uh, I don't know if you know or not, but uh, 
I have a I, I I have a special guest opening for me that weekend. Yeah, well, we we do know, but why don't you reveal who the special? Well, you have a couple of special guests, but you have a Philly centric special special guest. Why don't you reveal who that is? <laughs> Dude, I am so excited opening the show, doing like an hour before even the even the comedy starts. Is DJ Jazzy Jeff? Yeah, that is awesome. Oh, there that you is go. so cool. Let <laughs> me tell you something. We were me and my wife went to Jazz Fest. Chappelle to a Jazz Fest out in Napa, and we got up early and we watched Rock Kim and DJ Jazzy Jeff go. And DJ Jazzy Jeff did 50 years of hip hop like a remix. And I was with Leanne. I was very high. I was a little <laughs> drunk. And I said, I said, what would that cost privately? Like for you, for him to do it in your house, yeah. like to come to your house and do it. And she set a price. And then all of a sudden, we were just messing around. We did this with Dwight Yoakam once. All of a sudden, I was like, dude, I'm going to go up to him. I just bought, went up to him backstage. I said, my name is Bert Kreischer. I met you a long time ago. I thought Will Smith wanted to have sex with me. You were there. <laughs> and, and I want you to open for me at the Wells Fargo Center. He had no idea who I was. No idea. And he was like, sure, call my manager. So I called his manager, and I was like, dude, it's so worth the money. He is so amazing. You have no idea. So get there early. Get a few cocktails before the show starts and watch legit one of the best DJs in the world cut it up on stage at the Wells Fargo. No, it's amazing. It's it's a it's a brilliant uh, piece of uh, of uh, you know Philly history with the DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But this this show in general, we we're talking about this the Tops Off World Tour. Um, it, it has sort of a um, I don't know. It's sort of a quasi festival feel to it. Like let it, it has a, it's not just a standard show. Correct. No, I no, I I take it. So uh, we did. So I did a couple arenas, and a bunch of people, Lou C.K., a bunch of people said to me, "Yeah, it's like a money grab," you know. <laughs> and I was like, well, "I don't want it to feel like a money grab. I want it to feel like an event. I want it to feel like." You went, like, you really went somewhere. Like, eventize it. Because when you see Metallica, when you see Taylor Swift, when you see Beyonce, when you see Drake, those guys have invested in their stage, invested in their background. So I, like, went out of pocket, like, for the tour, a couple million dollars, and I have legit stage, legit lighting, legit music cues, legit everything. The screens are are better than you're going to get. And I made it. I bring a mascot with me. We get DJ. Like, I want to make everything. And, and look, for Philly, you know, Philly has a, a special place in my heart. Majority of my family is from Philly. It's during things, right after Thanksgiving. So it's like everyone will be home to see their families. Yeah. People will be rolling out deep with their families. I know how Philly goes hard. So I was like, I want to make this like a huge, epic event that people go, dude, I hope he comes back next year at Thanksgiving. Hey, can so I? I'm rolling out everything. We're, we're touring with like seven semis. We have three Jeez. tour buses. Insane. Jeez. It's next level. Yeah, yeah, can I ask about your uh, your mascot? Because the, the mascots, like, it, it, it's not cheap to have mascot uh, 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 costumes created. We, we had one, and, and a really bad one, and, and it, was, it was expensive. But yours is good. Who did you uh, employ to, to create that? <laughs> And how much did you sink into a, a Burton Kreischer mascot? I spent a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't realize, I bought two mascot bodies, okay? I got one head, I got two bodies. And what I didn't realize is that the dude wearing it 
That's his costume forever. No one wants to wear it no. after him. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got I got one dude, this guy Owen, and it is not cheap to get a mascot. It is it is <laughs> I thought it would be like day laborer prices. No, it's like skilled laborer prices. <laughs> yeah. Now we're watching some of the video. I mean it's great. It's it's you, but it's it's um it, it, it's listen, it's solid work. I mean we had People don't realize we have the the original Philly fanatic uh, here, you know, talking about the, uh, the 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 costume and all of the stuff and the weight and the, and the heat inside of that. So, so we're looking at it. you can't help but laugh when you see the friggin' thing. But uh, have you yourself put it on? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I did one. I thought it would be really smart to uh, put it on and 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 go out during one of the shows and then take the helmet off and be like, "What's up, everybody?" <laughs> uh, and as I put the helmet on. There is a mouthpiece that you have to bite down on to move the head. And I was like, bro, I'm not making out with Owen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's what's fun? I was talking to Segura about this is everything I choose to do can be silly. Like, I don't have a brand that's, like, slick. Like, Tommy is a perfect example. When we got tour buses, I emblazoned my shirtless self all over the side of my tour bus, and it was, like, brand-friendly because I'm a jackass. When I get a when I get when I get when I get a mascot, it's brand friendly because I'm a jackass. Like Tom has to be cool with everything he does. He has to wear Prada, and so like I can do whatever is the dumbest idea in the world. I can totally pull off. Well, so let me ask you. So he's he's gotten in in, in shape, uh, and he's you know he's he's making some uh, life choice. You are as well. You're I know you're uh, you, apparently you've been keto for a while, correct? <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been in ketosis for like twenty nine days or something. So, so let me ask you: as 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 with uh, with Segura getting up to this level, does this mean he's less inclined to let you break his arm during a one on one basketball <laughs> match? And in other words, is he be, will he be robbed of that willingness to go out on the line if he's if he's a little more of a of a of a happening uh, you know Tom Selleck type? Oh wait, are you? Like, there's two answers I can do. I can do, like, the friend, like, TV answer where I go, you know, I'm really happy for Tom and his weight loss. A lot of this hard work. I'm so proud of this guy. But the truth is, the truth is, dude, bring back fat Tom. He is not fun at all anymore. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Who likes skinny people? They suck. All all he does is, like, he wears Prada. He wears Gucci. He wears designer labels. He drives around in Porsches. He has Rolexes. Dude, fat Tom. Tom used to have hot sauce in his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the you want your Tom back. Oh, I didn't know he was going so bougie. <laughs> oh, dude, he's well. Skinny people are exhausting. Like, okay. Not skinny people. Like, there's, like, a Philly skinny person that's an alcoholic that's, like, a regular skinny person that goes to the turf club and smokes camels, right? Yeah. And then and then there's dudes who lost weight and they preach. Watch. Look, this is obviously secret time. Watch Segura's last Rogan where he talks about discipline. And you're like, hey, bro, you've been fat for 47 years. You were... 300 pounds, and now you're going to preach about discipline and waking up early? And look, maybe just talk to me about the benefits of Ozempic and steroids. (laughs) So you believe that was the route was assisted through chemistry? We're all going to Rogan's doctor. We're all going to Rogan's doctor. Like, 
that's that's the the key is like, dude, I'm on steroids. I'm on a bunch of things. Metformin. I'm on a bunch of things to try to help us. We everyone's seeing longevity doctors. Everyone's on something. Wow. No one's doing like no. That's just the truth. It's like. No, everyone, that, if someone loses weight these days, like, what are the odds they put in hard work? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Bert, do you, do you want to be, do you want to be trim? Do you want to slim down or not? No, no, I train, <laughs> I train no. like an offensive lineman. Okay. So, do you think offensive linemen want to be 370 pounds? No, they just want to make sure they do good at their work so they can make money. Okay. Let, let, let's, train, let's, let's forget so that I can party. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mind okay. you, mind right. you, really I was, cause I wasn't clear on that. <laughs> let's remember this, yeah. Bert ran the, the what's the friggin', uh, was it an Ironman or marathon case? He did the bike run with you without right any after, training at all, uh, without any training at all. I mean, you've got that, that Mickey mantle gene they talk about oh yeah i'm listen i simply am staying healthy enough so i can keep partying that is what <laughs> inspires me is the sparkle of an early morning cocktail when courtney love says well i haven't drank uh i haven't drank jack daniels in forever let's take one i want to always have that accessible to me so that's why i work out that's the only reason i work out is so i can live my life the way i want to all right all right i was uh, curious speaking of uh, parties bert um you got to do a comedy show this year i think it was the first time i, I went out and saw uh, dave matthews band at the Gorge uh, last weekend. You did, I think it was the first ever comedy festival at the Gorge. What was, what was that like? Cause the videos looked incredible. Oh, it was insane. It was crazy. They're on so many levels. Number one, you know, obviously fully loaded is all about like all the comics having a good time and, and experiencing like these crazy events and these crazy venues and the Gorge is for those who don't know, overlooks a huge gorge. The sun sets behind you. It is 27,000 people, and it was epic. And literally, before the event start started, this is what made it even better, the people at the gorge pulled me aside, and they're like, hey, next year, let's do two nights. And I'm wow. Like, For real? Wow. wow. Next year, we're doing two nights, and we're going to make an event. It's going to be huge, but it was, dude, that whole fully loaded tour is just, it's so much fun. I bring my favorite comics on the road with me. We we just do summer camp. We eat mushrooms in the morning all day. It's, so that fully loaded was so much fun. It's the reason I had to quit drinking and start losing weight because I was like 275. You know you're fat when you get on the scale and you change it to kilograms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bert, I, I got to jump in here because uh, I saw the machine. I made sure I went and saw the machine in the movie theater. I wanted you to get my $9.50 or uh, whatever you know, yep. piece of that. Um, and, and listen, I went in uh, with high expectations and I was not disappointed at all. A, the movie is hilarious. B, uh, you are really good in it. There are moments where uh, you have to show like real emotion, and I believed it 100%. And then C, and I hope I'm not giving anything away right now, but the Thomas Fat Graffiti, <laughs> I noticed it, I saw it, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, You know, it's funny. Uh... I, I that move I love that movie. I'm so proud of it. I really am. And I think 
everyone, I, I, that's all I've ever heard is anyone who's seen it was like, man, I really caught me off guard. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, which is what you want to hear. Like you want to have get done sex and, and the woman go, <laughs> wow, that I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I saw it. So I gave you money through streaming. I, I bought it uh, <laughs> a, a, when it became available. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was, I thought the same thing. Casey and I had that conversation. What I thought also, Bert, is that, um, you know, I know your family puts up with the, you know, a, a bit of what, you know, obviously having a, a comedian who's going to espouse some of the stories and recollections of, of the family unit and what you're going through. But it was really candid and, um, you know, you, um, you, you kind of beat yourself up a little bit in it. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a little bit of warts and all that make the comedy yeah. that comes that much more, um, that much more, that much funnier. So, but it was, I thought it was really kind of a bold thing to do that and to present it that way. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it, I don't know. Obviously, you guys know me very well. When I go on radio or when I do stand up, everything is just kind of an open sore. Like, I just tell you everything that's going on in my life, exactly how it's going on. And we kind of did that. Like, I was going through issues with Georgia uh, during the movie. And I and so, like, any <laughs> there's a scene where I talk. I mean, look, I'll tell you, but there's a scene where I talk about how confusing it is to be Bert and be the machine. And sometimes I get lost. I don't know when I'm which one. Right. And, 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 and I start crying, and that was just authentic to the moment. And then they're like, great, let's do it again. I go, bro, that was like a one take. Like That was like really me. Right. He's like, well, you got to try to do it again. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, the family therapy is <laughs> is, is explored. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I think, I, no, I think your success, uh, I mean, listen, you've, you've had a lot of success over just a, you know, a short amount of time, and it's been a slow build. It's not like you just exploded onto the scene. But I, I, I I think I appreciate that it's not lost on you, and and I follow you on all sorts of social medias. But uh, but you've been getting choked up quite a bit uh, at uh, just the, the 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 success that is um, that you've experienced over the last few years, and 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 I love watching you get emotional about it because it's not lost on you at all. No, I'm I'm re- look. I'm I'm really lucky. I, I would don't get me wrong. I would love to have been Matt Rife. Like I would yeah. love to right. float up at 26 with an amazing body and a full head of hair and great teeth. Right, <laughs> but that wasn't my path. And my path was one that it's more um, the dude who gets discovered at sea after being out there for 30 days and that first glass of water where you're like, I thought I'd never get water again the rest of my life. <laughs> so I just I'm so lucky that it ever happened. I'm lucky that I sold tickets at comedy clubs let alone arenas like it's not lost on me and and uh and i i, I don't i mean i can't help that i cry i don't know what's wrong with me i don't know because yeah. i'm 50 and i'm getting a cold off give me tomorrow <laughs> like, I, i'm like i get i get i did an interview for acc network <laughs> and they were asking me what it was like to go to school florida state and i cried <laughs> so aggressively that I made them uncomfortable. <laughs> they were like, wow. That's cool. No, I, I don't know what it is. I've tapped into something where I'm like super grateful. I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. That's wonderful. Just, yeah. Well, you know, and, and things things come up as you as you live. I mean, you know, just recently we lost, uh, you know, just a couple of days ago, Jimmy Buffett. And, and, and you posted something, you know, kind of uh, very touching and loving. How, how important was Jimmy Buffett to you? Because I got to figure the lifestyle that you've lived. Uh, I mean, he's he's got to be, you know, a, a, at a papal level. Dude. I remember being uh, a sophomore in high school and seeing the parents, all our parents, 
throwing a pre-party to go see Jimmy Buffett at the Sun Dome in Tampa. And I remember the energy in that house and being like, I mean, I remember thinking specifically, I hope when I'm their age, I have something I'm this excited about. And we saw Jimmy Buffett probably, I saw him maybe 30 times. The last time I saw him was at Red Rocks and I got to hang out with him. But that, that music, that lifestyle, that energy was so Florida. It was so my childhood. It was what we had listened to it on boats. We listened to it before baseball games. We listened to it at graduation. You listened to it all the time. It would be playing on the house Sunday afternoon when your parents were cleaning the house. I mean, I, it is ingrained in who I am. I told him all this when I met him. I was like, you have no idea how important you are to me, like, and my childhood, and my adult, and the way I built my business. You know, like, Jimmy Buffett provided a vibe of like, yo, it's okay. Let's have a cheeseburger and a margarita and let's enjoy our Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Let's really like, let's, let's live in the moment. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I swear to God, if I, if I can give a hint of that into this world before I pass, that is all I've ever wanted. I mean, that guy, that guy really was, and he was the sweetest, sweetest dude in the world. The best thing about your celebrities is when they give you what you want from them. You know, that sounds crazy, but like when you meet them, they let you dump on them and go like, dude, you have no idea. Mm. And I did it to him and he gave me a hug and he was like, you have no idea how great that makes me feel. Oh, just, oh that's awesome. Bert, you could take yeah. a page out of his book and open up a chain of restaurants where you can't come in unless your shirt is off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no shirt, no service. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, top shirt, off. Shirt, no service and tops <laughs> off. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the fact that, that he grabbed that lifestyle, that lifestyle and, and just capitalized on it in a great way because it spread the party around to everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's it's amazing. It's all you want to do is all you want to do is leave this earth and have people go, oh man, I wish he was still here. That's it. That's mm. it. Like that's the that's the simplest view of of like what the meaning to life is is have everyone go, man, I wish we still had him. And you know, lucky with a guy like Jimmy, he left us that music. And I, I mean, we listened to it. We were doing a road, family road trip when he passed, and we listened to that's all we listened to that day. My girls didn't know us smoking weed in the back, but. <laughs> <laughs> And and it was just and my daughters were like this music's amazing. It transcends. He emotes that energy. And I mean, I'll, I'll also I'll get in the weeds about it. But like he wasn't a, a chart blockbuster. He had one nope. top top ten hit in his entire career. And I kind of feel that way. Is like I'm, look, I'm not. No one's ever going to confuse me for Mulaney. I'm not hosting SNL anytime soon. But the fact that I've got fans. That dig me. Fans in Philly are like are pumped for this show at, at the Wells Fargo Arena, and that I can go like, yo, let's spend a little extra money and make it a night. Let's spend a little money and get DJ Jazzy Jeff to really throw, like place. I'm telling you, when that guy plays, he goes, he does all the hits, all the stuff. Where it's like it's it brings people together. I mean, yeah, I it, give that for one night. I did my job. That's why you need to arrive early. Uh, the whole thing coming to town. I mean, obviously, uh, everyone knows that you do make the investment in the stuff. The, your 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 touring entourage, your vehicle count is pretty friggin' impressive. So, uh, what else can we expect from from the show? I mean, uh, what, what, uh, from uh, I'll call it the event. What can we expect? from the Tops Off World Tour when it gets into Philly? 
first of all, brand new material. I've been busting my ass to write new material. And I, I, I sometimes neglect to mention that I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I, I feel like I'm just a promoter these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I put on a hell of a show, okay? Yeah. I rip my shirt off. I got a great lighting package. But no, I've been working on new material. Uh, this is this will be my next Netflix special that that I'm performing. And, uh, and I'm like... I'm through the roof about this material. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I feel like this special that I'm working on is gonna and like and I keep saying this, you know, hey, big boy was bigger than anything, but it it, it released right after the pandemic, so I was like, I'll never match those numbers. Then Razzle Dazzle came in, and it's like the second biggest special that I've I, I, that they've ever done, and it's the biggest special I've ever done, and so. This material, I feel like I'm getting better. I feel like this material is just going to be bananas. Like, well, I got, let, I'm excited. Let me ask you quickly because, you know, uh, uh, you, you seem to have, like, a really good relationship with Netflix. Like, Adam Sandler has a sort of a, a platinum-level relationship with Netflix. It seems to be the case with you because, some you know, there a number of comedians have decided, well, I'm going to go the YouTube route and release it myself and take full ownership. But you're, you're firmly locked into the Netflix thing. Do they... Uh, do you have a really solid, tight relationship with them? Yeah, very. You know, I did something a long time ago when I did when I did my special in Philly, uh, Secret Time. Um, I listened to them, uh, and no one was listening to them at the time. And I listened to the other comics, and every comic said, "People only watch thirty minutes of your special." So I realized, and anyone that was at this show knows, I took my closer and I moved it to twenty four minutes, so that my closer started at twenty four minutes, so that I could play to the algorithm. And I've kind of done that. With that that platform, my entire all my specials is I I listen to what's going on in the algorithm, and I and I I curtail my special to the person watching the special and not the people in the room. Huh. I make sure that the people mm. in at home watch it the way that they're watching specials. And when I got done that secret time, they I mean they legit Netflix said your perform your special outperformed rate of retention before over any comic. So do you mind if we give this to people and show them how this is done? And I was like, yeah. And so that's, I mean, like, I love Netflix. They've never once edited a joke. If anything, like, I was going to take out a gun joke, and they were like, can you put that back in? Uh. I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be very candid. I was super adamant. I have to say that Shane Gillis has one of the best specials I've ever seen. I love that dude like a brother on Netflix streaming right now, beautiful dogs. But like I was telling him, like and I and I told him, I said, wherever you're gonna go, you're gonna be a success. You're that talented. YouTube, HBO Max, uh, Netflix. I told him, I said, go to Netflix. Ah. I said, go to Netflix. That's where the comedy fans are. You know they're there. You know they drink it up. Me, Tom, Mulaney, Rock, Chappelle, Rogan, every single one of the greats is on there. Bargazzi, everyone, Gaffigan, go to Netflix. And I'm so glad he is. He's streaming number one still. Wow. That's awesome. So you're saying that the, the algorithm or the, the, the duration of a, of a Netflix comedy special, or am I misunderstanding this, is best at about a half hour? What, what happens is, and this is, I mean, I'm sure you can find this online. I don't know if I'm telling secrets. But for, what happens is people 
only watch like 15 minutes, 30 minutes of the special. It's, it, and that's, it's a, they just tap out at a certain point. People tap out. I think it's their attention span, you know? Right. And so I took that information and I front loaded secret time. I took every good joke I had ah. and I put it, I put it in the first 22 minutes. I took everything, even if it didn't make sense entirely why it was up front, I found a way to make it make sense. And then I had my zip lining joke, which was my closer and I moved it to 24 and I was lucky that I was in Philly because I had that Ralph Sampson joke that I could close on that happened to Villanova so like I was kind of lucky in that sense oh, I so got like, you I, I took a look at all the all the all the math says people tune out when you do too long of an intro when you do a scripted intro yeah no scripted intro I just went up <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Burt Kreischer yeah. I opened the thing I said secret time uh, we're, we're just getting drunk and telling secrets uh, sometimes when I get a shower I dry my ass on the bed secret time <laughs> and, then, and I started with a joke and I just kept joke 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 until 24 minutes I had my closer and then I did another 36 minutes of material that once you're invested at 24 minutes, then all of a sudden you're like, dude, I love this special. I'm ready to watch the whole thing. Okay. That, but that, that makes that makes complete sense because it, it, it w- would seem antithetical. What you've always been told is you got to close with the strongest stuff. In, in this case, the way the algorithm favors it, you have you had people locked in uh, on, on the best stuff first. You got to get them in and locked, and that's what you were doing. But that, that's, that's actually brilliant. Dude, you look at Chappelle. I mean, look, I, like, not all of us are Chappelle. I think Chappelle is probably the greatest comic that's ever lived. You look at Chappelle. I watched Chappelle. His opening joke for one of his specials was the, I'm so dope, I reach into a fishbowl and I pull out punchlines. That's how good I am. <laughs> and it's the kicker and the pee joke. And it is my favorite joke I've ever heard. And it's his opening joke. Yeah. And then I, I watched that and I went, I heard that joke. And I was like, I'm here for the whole special. So I just was like, Dude, I'm a student of the game. I watch the best do it. I could go through everyone's hour and tell you what great comics do. And I just look at that structure mostly, and I go, dude, you gotta you gotta start with a banger. You gotta start with a joke. Look, I'm not Chappelle. I can't I can't sing. I can't mouth yeah. the intro of a Prince song. I'm not that good. But like, but like, he, dude, I just I just was like. And so I love the I love the platform. I love that they give you information feedback. They tell you what people are enjoying. And dude, I got lucky. I got lucky with Hey Big Boy that it dropped three days after Stay at Home Order. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about that. Your special drops, and then the lockdown, of course. Yeah, but it was it was just what everyone needed. But no, that, that's cool. It's an interesting insight into why um, you know why the comedians are still sticking with Netflix in a lot of cases. You're saying they're very nurturing and they uh, they give you the tools you need. Dude, Ted Sarandos is a badass. I mean, for real, he's a badass. He loves comedy and he loves comics. He is the number one, he is the reason, I'm not even joking, that man and Robbie Prawn and a bunch of the people, Joanne, all the people at Netflix, but that man specifically is the reason comedy where it is where it is. It's why you're seeing me at the Wells Fargo Center Yeah, because he's invested in comedy. He took money and went after greats like Norm, he, Chappelle, he supported Chappelle, when when they did that deal with, I mean, that man is a great dude, and he loves comedy. So he doesn't. He no one gets notes. No, he's not editing anyone special. He's like, do what you do. We'll put it on the platform, and if it performs, great. And if it doesn't, hey man, I hope you enjoy. You know, I hope you had a good time. He's yeah. a solid dude. 
That's cool. That's you know great what? to hear. You know what I do, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people will try to they hitch their wagons to you, uh, especially at this point, but uh, I'm trying to do that on behalf of the President Steve Show because uh, you. Uh, this is years ago you had talked about on Cross the Bulls on Jeff Dye's podcast, and uh, and then it resurfaced for some reason like three weeks ago, and you said my name, and, and yeah. people have been uh, either texting it to me, emailing it to me, tagging me uh, in, the, uh, in the comments section, so any Anytime you ever mention anything Preston and Steve on any podcast, we get bombarded. We, yeah, we, we get bombarded, but uh, we love that. Bro, that was my first Uncrustable in like <laughs> 10 years. When we were in that rest area in Jersey or wherever we were, yeah. and you were like, you're like Uncrustable? And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> Uncrustables are great. They're amazing. They're really great. I love them frozen. Yeah. Hey, Bert, I'd like to address this because I don't think we had a chance to talk to you about it. We did talk about it. The uh, the rear naked photograph of you at the gorge. Oh my God, that's right. Uh, with your legs spread and something hanging between your legs there. Um, yeah. We all zoomed in, Bert. Uh, we did. Uh, what, what was the reaction you got from that? <laughs> it was better than if they saw my real job. <laughs> well, listen, dude, your hands are up in the air, so what's dangling down there? It's... I'm so... <laughs> It's a batting glove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. It's a wow. batting glove. God. We got naked and everyone covered their junk because everyone that worked for the gorge was taking pictures of us naked. And so I had a batting glove from being on tour and I just put it over my junk and put my hands up. Oh, that's that's so you didn't do that on purpose. Like that hanging between your legs was not done on purpose. No, not at all. And, and all of a sudden that photo goes viral and everyone's like, yo, Bert's hung like a horse. Yeah. My wife. My wife's like, I need to see this picture. <laughs> well, I was getting texts. Like, my cousin texts yeah. me. We, we text back and forth about you and your podcast all the time. And she's like, did you see Bert? Is that real? He, you have him on the show all the time. Can you find out if that's real? Oh, my God. I hate to spoil it, but, like, I'm so... So many people have seen me naked that they're like, that is definitely... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no question. You, you've been out there. Oh, my God. You know what? It's a, really, if we were to replace... Our natural penises with one item. I think I'm going to vote for batting glove. I yeah, think that's that a- looks real. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. I, I, uh, I'm telling you right now that was, that story blew that is blew up so much that I started I started getting a, a Photoshop app and photoshopping my junk. <laughs> and, like I was like, I'm going to release this. This is going to be great. Love it. There's nothing more depressing than the app's called Facetune. You can do it. You can make it your junk so much bigger. There's nothing more depressing than taking a naked picture, making your junk look like respectable, and then going back to the original picture and being like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's depressing." Wow. All right. Well, listen, Bert. We're stoked. It's not till November 29th. Let's get these tickets. Let's sell out the Wells Fargo Center. This is not uh, just Bert. I mean, besides DJ Jazzy. Jazzy Opening the show, you're gonna have some. Uh, you're gonna have some opening acts as well, as far as comedy goes, oh, right? Some stand up people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah it's gonna be a blast. Oh I'm man, telling you, top to bottom, it. I, my thing about 
my 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 thing about this tour is I want to eventize it. I want you to have a night to look forward to. I want you to get the tickets and then text a group of friends and then have that be your chat thread where you're sending memes of how <laughs> late you're going to get that night. I want you to get mushrooms. I want like, like I put the hard work in so you can tap out for four hours, five hours and have an evening. And so that is my goal. And so just have yourself an evening. You know? oh, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be great. And it's a perfect time of year, as you said. Families are going to be around. There's going to be, yeah. you know, that, 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 that holiday vibe is kicked in. So it's yep. going to be terrific. All right. There's going to be 180 Hobsons there. <laughs> my entire family is going to be in a, in a, in a box. Oh, just jammed in. Skunk. Oh. It's going to be insane. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to you in and around or before then just to, just to get another push on it but um dude always great to catch up with you so happy for you and we'll catch up again soon all right dude i gotta tell you i'm driving in from the beach this morning and i'm and i'm and i and i know i have this call and i thought to myself i had a moment of gratitude watching the sunrise over la and i thought i love that i've been friends with you guys for as long as i have and that we have this relationship and i don't feel like i'm I'm asking, like, I feel like I'm catching up with friends. And then Casey called me. He goes, well, your niece is going to do uh, uh, do traffic, and then uh, we'll have you on the show. And I went, God, man, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then do me, do me a favor and call Matt Reif and tell him to come on our show. He, he's going to be at Helium tomorrow. He barely, his people barely even answered the phone. They were like, hey, uh, would you like to do click? And uh, <laughs> so, click. yeah, just let him know that we're pretty good. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. We love you, Bert. We'll talk to you soon. Bert Kreischer, the machine. Wells Fargo Center. It's called the Tops Off World Tour. Tickets available at BertBertBert.com. And like he said, DJ Jazzy Jeff is going to be opening up uh, with a set, which should be awesome. This is terrific. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, I think we should take a break. And yeah. Because we do have some bizarre file stories that we'll dive into. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. This month's band will be opening the MM Barbecue on Saturday, September 16th. It's Vixen 77. Here I'm on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Horizon Services. Tune up both your cooling and heating systems in one easy visit with Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing. You can pay $89 for an expert AC tune-up. And their techs are going to tune up your heater for free. Visit HorizonServices.com. So 10 to 15 people fighting. Chairs 
and bowling balls being thrown Whoa. through the air. It was absolute chaos. That is how police described a large-scale brawl that broke out at a bowling alley in East Longmeadow late Friday and ended with multiple individuals being arrested. Huh. Police responded to a report of several people fighting inside the Shaker Bowl bowling alley. Officer Zachary Paremba was the first to arrive at the scene and described it in his report as absolute chaos with 10 to 15, pe- 10 to 15 people actively fighting in chairs and bowling balls from flying through the air. They're throwing bowling balls at yeah. each other? Uh, That's Paremba amazing. Quickly restrained and handcuffed two different women who he allegedly saw raise bowling balls over their heads to throw at others. <laughs> I'm going for the turkey on this one. Yeah, Officer Nicholas Otson arrived at the bowling alley shortly after and detained another woman who he described as being an active aggressor in the fight. First responders evaluated multiple people for injuries, but ultimately there were no serious wounds found on anyone. That's amazing. Could you imagine getting clocks with a no. bowling ball? No. God, no. That would. I mean, that's broken bone yeah. immediately, right? Uh, however, some individuals had uh, minor injuries. Uh, three women aged 19, 19, and 21 were hit with multiple charges. All right, how about this crime? Customs agents in China seized 16 live lizards hidden inside a female passenger's bra. Oh, come on. Wow. The unnamed woman had been attempting to traffic the reptiles into Hong Kong, but was left uh, embarrassed after being caught on the Chinese mainland side of the border. Footage shows her shuffling through the customs area, uh, wearing incredibly baggy clothing, and was later forced to undergo a strip search after she drew too many suspicions. As Why are you feeding your breast lettuce? As officers took her aside, they discovered that she had five mesh bags placed inside her bra, which contained 16 rare sail-finned lizards. How big are they? Uh, well, they uh, the video shows agents uh, with the lizards out of the bags and placing them inside large plastic containers while awaiting for wildlife experts to take over. Now, they're small at this yeah, point, yeah. but the sail-finned lizard or sailfin dragon is a group of large iguana-like reptiles <laughs> named after the sail-like structure on their tails. Native to Indonesia and the Philippines, they are commonly found living near water and are threatened by both habitat loss and exotic pet trade. So they were babies at Yeah, the but time. still, 16 of them. They get pretty big, and she managed to fit 16 into her bra. Um, I love this story. So a yoga class was mistaken for a ritual mass murder scene in England <laughs> after members of the public saw several people lying on the floor. Oh, God. Kathy, they were doing shavasana. Oh, no, yeah, oh. laying okay. on their back with their hands and legs kind of spread a bit. Yeah, it's like this meditative right. portion of the of the workout. And so five police cars descended on the North Sea Observatory in, oh. in Lincolnshire. Uh, yoga teacher Millie Lewis said uh, she thought reports uh, of, of her being a mass murderer were a joke at first. First, police confirmed everyone was safe and well, and the call was made with good intentions. A 22-year-old teacher said she was teaching seven students uh, inside this cafe in this building when she saw two dog walkers peering closely into the glass windows during the shavasana, or relaxation, stage of the class. Is it regular mass murder or hot mass murder? She said, uh, there's students laying down with blankets over them. Their eyes are closed. It's very dark in there. I just had candles and little tea lights in the room, and I was walking around playing my drum. I had a nice floaty top on with large bell sleeves. Oh, my God. A couple of, uh, with some dogs came to the window and they were having a look and they walked off real quick and I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know until later uh, that uh, after we left that these people phoned in saying that there was a mass murderer and they were wearing a robe and they, they were walking over the people and it looked like some kind of ritual and that the people on the floor were actually dead. She said, I guess from the outside view it could look like that because they're really still and very nice and relaxed and I'm sure their imagination was running wild with what was going on. You'd have to 
to think they were they were all posed, right? Yeah. Miss Laws, who had only moved to the area three months ago, said officers swooping on the small little village in the middle of uh, Lincolnshire is crazy, but it's a bit surreal and funny. She said, "All right, should we wrap it up early because yeah. our guest is on the line?" So I'm sorry for the uh, the quick one here, but we do have a guest who's uh, waiting on us, so we will move along. But uh, more bizarre file stories for you uh, tomorrow. So obviously. Uh, the story of the escaped convict has been uh, dominating the news locally here and nationally. Yes, been, uh, they've been covering it quite over a bit. Over the national news, yeah. Uh, with some developments over the weekend, we had movements out of the Longwood Garden area into the Phoenixville area, and now it's kind of speculated maybe beyond that. So we need to get some voice of authority on this, and we have the supervisory deputy U.S. Marshal, and it's uh, Robert Clark who yeah. is <laughs> on the air this morning with us. Robert, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. So um, I guess we start with kind of uh, the latest situation and, and what you guys have heard and and what you know or speculate is happening so far. Well, I mean, the latest situation is exactly what happened yesterday. Mr. Cavalcante uh, was able to slip the perimeter. Uh, he obtained a vehicle. Um, we were able to get on that vehicle rather quickly. Uh, we were all very hopeful that he was going to be in that vehicle or one of the residents one of the residences around that vehicle but unfortunately we searched both with negative results so now we've postured back into that investigative mode uh to determine um how we can stay ahead of him mm-hmm. uh, when he set the perimeter it was discouraging but we had a contingency set in plan it was always we hope that he's in there and it was kind of advantage cavalcante because it is a large large area up here in the long longwood gardens we actually had a perimeter outside that and um you're talking eight square miles yeah officers there were sure to be holes in that perimeter and you know he took advantage of the environment the terrain the weather um some of the elements such as drainage pipes and some other things that were out there and he was able to escape and evade but we had a contingency plan set for this guys so so the the, i mean obviously you're you're dealing with a lot and people don't think about eight miles you know an eight mile radius is 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 a tremendous amount of um of area he himself is a it's been described the word wiley comes up a lot and he's smaller and um and he and he he seems to be you know fairly adept at um at, at hiding himself so how how far out do we believe if we were to do a radius around the point of escape do we believe he's more than likely in if you were to give a mile estimate how many miles um is it more than likely that he's traveled at this point well we we know that he escaped the perimeter down here along with gardens and then uh he was in phoenixville later that night uh and then ultimately um where we found the van and the, the total mileage is significant i think it, it was clear that to us that he had taken that van i believe the keys were actually left in it's something that we'd asked the residents you know just be careful around here right uh, be vigilant with your property, make sure everything's secured, because the last thing we wanted was what happened, uh, finding a vehicle that wasn't secured, and then we're off to the races. But as far as the mileage, um, I think total was like 20, 25 miles from okay. Longwood Gardens to ultimately uh, where we found the van. So it, it, it was it was a significant amount of significant amount of area. Yeah. Early on, it was being reported that um, he wasn't a survivalist. He didn't have skills. But then there were some reports that I read that came out of Brazil saying that he did indeed. Do you know if he does or does not? So uh, we're not considering him a survivalist. We're not considering him to have any um, survivalist skills or specialized training. What we can say is that in 2017, after he had... um, 
after he was accused of the homicide out there, he had evaded authorities by um, being outdoors. Yeah. Um, he Brazil is a, you know, a, a, it has a jungle environment, and he was spending time out in out in that jungle. But uh, I wouldn't say he's a survivalist. I would say he's a desperate desperate man right now. He mm. took advantage of the train. Um, he made mistakes. We had him on video camera a couple times. Uh, that that reporting was a little bit delayed. No fault to the owners of those cameras. Actually, we were very grateful to get those uh, reports because it dialed us in a little bit closer. But um, he's had some luck on the side. Uh, I'm not going to say we underestimated him because he didn't, but he's had some luck on the side. But the perseverance and the dedication of these hundreds of officers that are up here, the U.S. Marshal Service investigators, um, uh, the resolve of, of our investigators is just amazing. And we will get them. We prepared for the long game. We were hoping we were going to play the short game. Sure. You know, we've transitioned to an investigative posture, and we're ready to play the long game. We feel that now he's out of the woods. It's advantage law enforcement team because our specialty isn't turning rocks and looking in trees Mm. and looking under sticks. Our advantage is dialing in on the the investigative nature, and that's what we're doing right now with an incredible team up here. So to that point, what can can civilians, what can we do, what can people in the general search area do to help um, um, ensure that a situation as this as he was able to take advantage of stealing a vehicle with the keys in it what what can people be advised to do what's the best way to help maximize uh in helping the authorities capture this guy well one is familiarize yourself with the new pictures that came out his appearance has um drastically changed uh somehow or another he got clean shaven after he stole that van and he doesn't look anything uh, like uh, the booking photos that we had originally distributed um so that's the first thing familiarize yourself with that picture know that he's a five foot 120 pound man uh, very small in stature um know that he has those prison shoes on still i think they're white uh with the velcro tops we still believe those are prison pants uh green or maybe a faded green now that he's been out the environment a little while and report suspicious activity um if you see anything that's suspicious out there report it to 911 uh the local police department's the first at table gonna that's going to be able to respond make sure that you secure your keys in your home do not leave keys in vehicles uh if you know that we're searching uh, in your area and make sure um you call those tips in yeah. we'd rather investigate um a ton of bad tips uh, and rule them out rather than somebody not calling the good tip and we miss it. So I think those are some of the key things that the public can do for us. And for the people out there that are kind of searching on your own, we'd ask them uh, to leave it to the professionals. Uh, Let us uh, get out there. If there's a wooded area search, um, don't get in the way of law enforcement. You don't know what type of um, technology or resources we have out there. And it may ultimately end up uh, just getting in the way or getting yourself hurt. So Leave the hunted law enforcement professionals. Robert, what are what are some of the the uh, the actions that that fugitives have that might be in common at this stage? If they're out and they've been out for a, you know a few days and they're, they're starting to to feel like they're getting uh, a leg up, what, what are they going to try and do next? Find a residence? Uh, are they still uh, trying to break and steal things, or maybe they're transitioning into uh, maybe asking people for money, food, stuff like that? Are there any things that you see uh, trait wise that that at this stage? Uh, a fugitive might uh, look into? Well, we believe that um, he's getting desperate. Um, He had to make his way out of the perimeter because we were closing in. We had such a heavy law enforcement presence over there. Um, Colonel... 
Colonel uh, Bivens did an, a fantastic job with his incident command and getting people in here and try to tighten up that perimeter, but it was just impossible to close down every nook and cranny. So he got desperate, and, you know, we believe that, you know, he made some mistakes. He tried to put himself out in the community, or he did put himself out in the community. Uh, he went to a couple residences where um, he was reported shortly after, and uh, he stole a vehicle, which we were which we were able to catch up to. So he's getting very desperate. And he he tried to to reach out to an old friend or something, didn't he? Uh, wasn't that the word? Uh, I, I believe that's what was reported. Okay. He tried to reach out to an associate from okay. the past. Yeah. And. Uh, that associate did the right thing. Um, we advise anyone out there, if he does reach out to you or if you knew him uh, years ago and he's trying to get back in your life, that needs to be reported immediately. Anyone providing assistance will be removed from the equation. Um, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, you could be prosecuted at the state or, or federal level if you impede this investigation. So, um, at, at, this, at this point in time, do we believe he's had uh, assistance from anyone? I know there was a question about his sister, uh, but she was apparently arrested by ICE. But do we believe there might have been any other assistance he received from other people? We're looking into that. We're not ruling that out, but we're not ready to say that he's being aided by somebody um, right now. So so we're looking into the possibilities of um, him, him having assistance, um, but we're not ready to say somebody's actually okay. helping, him, helping yep. him right now. So where is the search right now? The search right now still continues around the area um, uh, where, where the vehicle was recovered last night. Uh, we're still focusing our efforts to see if um, that vehicle just ran out of gas and he hit the woods or if he had help or he somebody picked him up or perhaps, you know, uh, he stole another car in the area. There's been no stolen car reports to my knowledge. So we're looking at all possibilities. But our, our main effort is still almost like follow that bouncing ball. Well, the ball just bounced where, where the vehicle landed up. I think it's considered Pottstown. I think the mailing address is Pottstown. But um, I forget the name of the exact township. But we're still focusing efforts over there and determining whether or not there's any validity he would still be in the area. All right. Okay. Excellent. Well, we know you guys are on it. So uh, we just wanted to get the, the latest update. And uh, it's it's a pretty fascinating story that hopefully is going to have a, an ending very, very soon. So Yes, we're hoping so, too. I appreciate Excellent. you having me on and giving me the chance to update the public. And we're going to continue to do that on the local level, but on the national level as well. So Excellent. Thank pleasure. You. you can go get that much more important phone call that was coming uh, in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Not, at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank we appreciate you. it. Uh, Deputy welcome. U.S. Marshal Robert uh, Clark uh, on the program. And, uh, yeah, they're uh, keeping an eye. What are we doing here? Escape. Oh, it's Escape. <laughs> Pina Colada song. <laughs> that uh, seems about right. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're all going to need a Pina Colada. Uh, and when it's all done, yeah. let's all go out for Pina Coladas afterwards. I can't believe the dude's still on the run. But you know what? He, he Do we puts, think Rupert Holmes was involved? In he anything? puts it into perspective with the eight square miles yeah. and 100 officers. Yeah. That is a huge area and only a handful of people to look over that. But they have to have people that are qualified to do that. They don't want Because I was reading an article of, uh, it might have been an inquirer ever, and, and the, <laughs> the reporter was talking to guys like, uh, whoever it was, like, I'm going to go out and get my gun and go walk around I and see know. if I can find him. I'm I like, know. no. 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 You could get shot. You could get shot. Yeah. You could shoot someone else. Right. Something could happen. Don't do that. You know, there's stories that you, you know, everybody does. You get really into and you follow and others yeah. you kind of just, you know, you'll hear what you hear. But like this one for me, though, like I'm in on every single every second, breaking. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, where is he? Where's the car? What, you know? And I, I mean, when he got through that perimeter, I was like, come on. 
you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, I, it's like a movie. Yeah, and I don't know. I, you know, I, I was... Not listen. I, I'm 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 sure that uh, you know that the, obviously these are these are trained uh, uh, professionals who are, who are searching for him. But it, I say, like, could he conceivably elude them on a much you know more profound level and and you know leave the state? I mean, I don't know. You don't know these things are going to play. I'm going to guess that they they'll eventually get him because, as he said, as Robert said, he's making mistakes now. He's reaching out to people. He's That's yeah. He's more desperate. Listen, I and Nick just pulled up a uh, a Wikipedia page, and I mean Rupert Holmes is still alive. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So there's no reason he wouldn't. And he wrote that song. Was that in anticipation of this? Have they mm. checked a bar called O'Malley's? Yeah, because that's where they end up in the song. So I don't know. There are so many eerie similarities to the movie The Fugitive. Yeah. Uh, you know, Richard Kimball shaves when he yeah, gets in the yeah. hospital. Um, he, he stole that uh, ambulance that had the keys in it. And I, I may have seen The Fugitive more than any movie I've ever seen. And so, like, I'm, I'm Kathy, I'm tracking along this with you as well. And I'm like, how does he keep evading? But it's not, he's he's just one person. And yeah. it's not that hard to stay hidden, you know? And and so that that's what this guy's doing. We've talked about people, and it's something that we might talk about at a, at a greater uh, level later on, but people who opt to go off the grid. Yes. Uh, you can do it if you are committed to it. Yeah, I was in Phoenixville yesterday, and uh, Kathy texted me yesterday morning that, you know, that this uh, escaped convict was in that area, and apparently he's not that way anymore, but it, it was everything that, uh, it was all that anyone was talking sure. about at the event where I was. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a little frightening, because this guy is a terrible, terrible human yes. being who did awful crimes. On a side note, we should have Rupert Holmes on the show sometime. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I would I like know. to talk to him. Pierre hates that song so much, <laughs> and we love it so much. But he's. We forget that Rupert Holmes, Kathy constantly reminds us, is a, I believe, a Tony Award-winning composer. Oh yeah, I I'd often remind you of that. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, yeah. he is. He is very prominent in the Broadway scene. The real deal. All right, well, listen, we should take a break. Uh, so we'll do that now. We'll come back in a second. And uh, lesson question, trash, music news, those things are on the way. Stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. 
by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to go on to the lesson question now, and we are going to give away a $50 Rita's gift card. If you can answer this question, this was uh, 7.38 a.m. this morning. According to listener Lou, Joan Cusack is the female version of what other actor? Mm. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. According to listener Lou, Joan Cusack is the female version of what other actor? 215-263-WMMR. And if Lou is still listening, he could try to win. That's right. You know, even though he said it. All right, we're going to do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Here come the stars. What's up, Steve? Well, videos of rapper Blueface showing his young son hanging around exotic dancers at home have caught the attention of child services. Apparently, in one video, Blueface's five-year-old is seen motioning to a dancer to come on over, at which point he tucks a chicken nugget into her G-string. Oh, wow. This is wrong. Joe Jonas sang different lyrics to a song he wrote about now estranged wife Sophie Turner while performing it on stage Thursday night. Jonas changed the lyrics from the song Hesitate from Don't Be Scared Because I'm On Your Side to I Want to Hit Your Labia with a Baseball Bat. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And finally, a member of actress Laura Linney's team was assaulted by an aggressive autograph hound last Friday in New York City. Luckily, the lunatic was repelled with the assistance of Tom Wopat's team. All right, to the phones we go and looking for the answer to this question. According to listener Lou, Joan Cusack is the female version of which other actor? 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to Chris. See if we can get that answer. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. All right, Chris. Joan Cusack is the female version of what other actor? I think it's Tony Danza. Tony Danza. We're going to give you a $50 Rita's gift card. You can head to Rita's for a fall pick-me-up with a frozen coffee with fun fall flavors like pumpkin, mocha, and cold brew. Only at Rita's, and that is for a limited time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Dickhead. All right, let's uh, meander through a couple of music news stories. We'll start with the fact that uh, Pearl Jam had to postpone Sunday night's concert in Indiana. It was in Noblesville. I heard uh, uh, from several people who made the drive or flew there, and uh, because this was the closest show to anything on the East Coast. It was closest to Philly, closest to New York, and mm-hmm. so all these people got there yesterday. And they canceled. And, and then they found out, yeah, and, and they didn't say why. There was an, an unspecified yeah. serious illness within the band, so they did... Uh, they did use the word serious. You don't think leprosy? Uh, you can't rule out yeah. anything, you know? I mean, uh, they released a statement that read, the band is deeply sorry. I'm thinking about all those who travel to shows as well as the great crowd in Indy. And the glitter. He said it's obviously serious, and we wish that there was another way around it. Again, we apologize, and thanks so much for your understanding. It's not easy. Huh. 
As of now, Pearl Jam's next concert is scheduled in Fort Worth on Wednesday, and that is still on. What did Springsteen have for these? Uh, yeah, that uh, pancre- uh, peptide uh, issue. Yeah, in the stomach. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. You'd have to think that it was something with Eddie Vedder, because the rest of the guys, as important as they are to the band, you could find a replacement for, or they could have that person sit out for a right. night. There's really mm-hmm. no reason to even have them. <laughs> right. They're kind of useless. <laughs> wow. I mean, he is, you know, a big part of the show, but you would think a little bit of mutual respect for the other members of the band. <laughs> no, you'd be wrong. I guess so. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> ACDC released some new audio of If You Want Blood, You Got It. It's from one of their recent rehearsals and features new drummer Matt Logg. Uh, longtime fans will recognize the title as the name of their 1978 live album recorded with Bon Scott, and it's unclear whether or not the band's longtime drummer Phil Rudd, who will perform at their upcoming Power Trip Festival appearance in October, or if Log will serve as a fill-in. Uh, Brian Johnson is the lead singer in the clip, hopefully indicating that he will be returning to the stage with the group. He missed 23 dates because of hearing loss, and Axl Rose filled in for him on those concert dates. Bassist Cliff Williams will also be returning for the Power Trip show, ending his retirement. So with, with the hearing loss, what, what's the status? So has it returned? Is he, or are they, have they doing cochlear implants? I or? thought that he had some kind of treatment yeah. that uh, it uh, that it improved for him, if I if I yeah, rub this in your ears. Correctly, so he He's, he's doing way, way better. Uh, Dave Matthews Band will mark the 25th anniversary of their album Before These Crowded Streets by releasing a special 2LP vinyl edition. Huh. Uh, the band's third studio album was their first to debut at number one on the Billboard 200. It made history by ending the 16-week reign of the Titanic soundtrack. Uh, the band's next five studio albums also charted at number one. In celebration of the anniversary, the band will launch tour with tickets on sale this Friday. How would the movie Titanic have been with Dave Matthews music instead? Oh, instead of uh, Celine Dion? Happier, yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, originally released in 1998, the new version of Before These Crowded Streets will be out on November 3rd. Do you remember what uh, songs, Nick, that were charted were? Yes, yeah, Stay uh, was on there and Crush was also on there. Okay. Those are the two biggest, biggest hits off of that record. Some of the people did stay on the Titanic. They did. It would have worked. And did yeah, not right. And got so crushed. They got crushed by they the icebergs. Falling yeah. debris. So mm-hmm. it, it could, it could Instead work. Instead of ants marching, ships sinking. Is there blood in the water on that uh, album as blood well? Blood in the water. <laughs> Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. There's blood in the water. Because there's blood in it. And then finally, uh, Paul McCartney and Emmylou Harris are both featured on Jimmy Buffett's final recordings. I think we have a clip of one. We do. Three songs were dropped over the weekend, and the album Equal Strain on All Parts will be out November 3rd. The title was inspired by Buffett's grandfather's description of a good nap. It says equal equal strain on all parts. Interesting. Uh, now, Paul commented on the song title Bubbles Up. He said, I told him, speak meaning Jimmy, uh, that not only was the song great, but the vocal was probably the best I've ever heard him sing. Because you're not that good. And uh, <laughs> he had turned a diving phrase that is used to train people underwater into a metaphor for life. When you're confused and don't know where you are, just follow the bubbles. I like the song. When I heard of it, I like the, the whole approach. It's a little, it sounds a little different. So let's listen to a little bit of Bubble Up. Here we go. Bubbles up. They will point us towards home. No matter how deep or how far we roam, they will show you the surface, the plot and the purpose. So when the journey gets long, just know that you. 
which does sound really nice on that, though. Very nice. Song is, in fact, dedicated to Bubbles the Chimp, which oh, I wow. think is really a sweet gesture. I wonder if he and Michael knew each other. Yeah, we did. Okay. Margaritas, man. What's that? Margaritas. Margaritas, man. Wasting away at kinder care. <laughs> Uh, by the way, other notables feature on the band include uh, Lenny Gallant, uh, Angelique Kidjo, and the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. So I wonder how much he does have that was poised for release because it said these three yeah. songs. Uh, I, would, uh, I would I would tend to think that's probably not I, everything. No, I think it's a whole album. Oh, okay. I, I thought that he was working on an entire album, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because let me let me double check my stories here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the album Equal Strains on All Parts will be out November 3rd. There we go. There you All go. right. So I'd imagine at least, you know, 10 songs. So we'll have to see. All right. Our last item in music news. It means we get to take a break and come back in a moment. And we will have a stone song yeah. when we return. And that's not Rolling Stones. It's a stone song. The title, Stone. What will it be? There's maybe a couple that come to mind. Back to school ADZ when we return. Stay there. Join the MMR fam for MMRBQ all day end of summer festival Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cub, and Vixen Seventy Seven. Are we doing MMRBQ? Plus the Preston and Steve side stage with sidearms live band karaoke, a Jackie Bam Bam DJ set, and PNS pals Don McCloskey and Band. Gates open at noon and tickets start at just twenty five bucks. Text MMRBQ to three nine three 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 for details or hit up WMMR.com. Don't miss MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke. Doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue. We need to thank our guests on the program today, Bert Kreischer. Spent a little time uh, chatting with us, and it was mainly about the fact that he has the Tops Off World Tour Wednesday, November 29th at the Wells Fargo Center. He's playing the big room. It's unbelievable. And he says it's going to be full show, like the the full thing. He's got special production elements that are going to make it, you know, full with the music cues, giant screens, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff is opening. Uh, so this is going to be hardcore. I think if you've been a fan of Bert and if you feel him as kind of a, a native son of Philadelphia, you should be there to welcome him. I, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't want to be. It's going to yeah. be huge. So we thank Bert for being on the program. Tickets on sale now, by the way. You can go to BertBertBert.com <laughs> uh, to get tickets. And also thank you to Supervisory Deputy U.S. Marshal Robert Clark. Hey! Who gave us the latest on this game. Convict uh, Calicante and what's going on with that and their search efforts and all that stuff. So they're working hard. Trying to get this guy, track him down, bring him in. So uh, we thank him for being on the show this morning. Sarah Parker is here. Here I am. Happy Monday, everybody. Same to you. How uh, was the weekend for you? It was great. I was here. For a chunk of it, as I heard always. You yesterday, I was listening yes. to you yesterday, and we're still in S, my favorite yeah. letter. How about that? Love it. That, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. is everybody's favorite letter <laughs> the the letter that their name starts with? Uh, 
I mean, P is definitely my, it's my favorite letter. Is it? P is, yeah. I don't think I have a favorite letter. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. I'll have to think about that. Okay. What? I have a favorite letter <laughs> that the day. I What like is to... your favorite letter? <laughs> I have a favorite letter that I like to, like, draw. Oh, what's you know? that? Well, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I think, well, it's, uh, it's kind of a tie. It's between cursive, <laughs> cursive capital L, cursive capital J, and cursive capital D. Those are awesome. J's a fun one. J's yeah. a good favorite letter. D is yeah. solid. Yeah. solid choice. D yeah. is uh, yeah. very swirly yeah. and whatnot, but uh, L is, I think, of Laverne. Uh, yeah, yeah. Laverne, of course. Surely. But if you're going to talk swirly, you know, S. Yeah. yeah, it's a very swirly that one. Be my, what's your favorite swirly number? Oh, we could do that. What's your favorite type of swirly? <laughs> <laughs> um, what is happening on your portion of the program today? Stupendous surprises. And letter, I'm just trying to think of words that start with S. But, uh, yeah, we, we are going to roll on through the letter, letter S, still there. Um, and people keep asking, you know, what are what are the letters in the A to Z that have the largest amount of songs and the smallest amount of songs? Uh, still need to figure out if the longest one is S or T. So we're going to okay. be on this journey for a little while. Yeah, and it seems that we've, we've worked our way through most of the uh, alphabet, but S and T are lengthy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I believe you, and, and, and it should time out. You, I think you're going to have suppers ready uh, by Genesis <gasps> today. It's yes. at the bottom of the list. I don't know how many songs in. I think so. Oh, yeah, she'll get to that. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, doubt. Here's where we are. Okay. That's suppers ready there. So Can you so sock that the away? The tail Maybe? end. I, yeah. The tail end. Just 20, don't talk too much. 22 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sarah, the light's still mm, on. Mm, mm, uh-huh. I went to the bathroom, went out to my car, I drove to Michigan and back, and you were still talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you so, hired me to do that, Bill. <laughs> uh, we need to do the letter of the day. Uh, Casey, I guess I hit the button by accident. Can you restart oh my it for goodness, me? Oh, yeah. man. Right. We need the fanfare. Oh, no, it's on automatic. It's automatic. Okay, okay, let me do that. All right, and then, and then I'll... Wait, we have to get it re- What's right, Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. M as in Monday. All right, and we will give away our word of the week prize on Friday. A five, it's just $500 from the Bagster. The Bagster. Uh, the Bagster is the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. Buy it at any home improvement store. Fill it and simply schedule your collection and it's gone. You can clean it up with the Bagster dumpster in a bag. I will take this moment to thank sponsors of the President Steve Show and that would be Duncan. Brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan tomorrow on a program chock full. Uh, we're going to have Eddie Izzard on the show tomorrow. Cool. Via Zoom. Uh, our friend Craig Gass is in town, so he's ah. going to be in studio. And we're also going to have uh, Bertie Gregory, who is a Nat Geo Explorer. And, and he's got some really cool special coming up on uh, on uh, Disney+. Plus. But also, speaking of Duncan, tomorrow they are giving us Birds tickets to give away. That's oh, right, for the home opener. Yep. Nice. All right, so we have Birds tickets, and we will announce the winners of the President Steve Show side stage. Dear mother Live God. band karaoke, so tomorrow's crazy. It's, it's, it's almost criminal to be that entertaining. You will have to join us tomorrow for all of that. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. 
<clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 